And like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back. And this is Salt of the Streets Podcast. This is Saturday, uh, October 27th, episode 37, 1.40 p.m. 2737. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt Streets Podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donham. And coming up on this week's show, first it was the TPP, then it was NAFTA. (laughs) Now we're going after the INF. President Trump had announced the U.S. will be pulling out of the Intermediate Range Nuclear Force Treaty, which is a situation fraught with geopolitical (laughs) implications. Geopolitical. Um, and then after that, we got another listener request from the powerful Ginger Ninja herself. Shout out to Miss Morgan. Um, with the midterms coming up, we're going to take a look at our general election initiatives. Yeah. Uh, one of which I think we covered for uh, Kathy Mine. on episode 34. So we may make some references to that, not go too, too deep into it again. Check it out. Uh, so yeah, go back, check out episode 34 for the... For the big dive into that one. The podcasts have timestamps, most of them now, after a certain point. So that one probably does. Um, Yeah, it does. I think I went back and looked to make sure when I found the episode. If not, then sorry for it. But I'm pretty sure it does. So you can go in there (laughs) and you can see exactly when in the episode we talked about it and like about how long we talked about it. So we're. And I don't know about you, Don, but my grab bag is stuffed to the brim like Santa's sack. And I think we need to dive into the grab bag again this week. Just an overflowing sack? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got some stuff. Okay. So we'll do that. And, of course, before we dive into the heavy stuff, just a reminder, take a second or two to rate and review the show on whatever platform you're on right now, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple iTunes. If you like what we're doing and want to help us out, all you got to do is jump in and give us a little five-star rating and give us a little review. And, of course... It's, the offer still stands. If you screenshot a, uh, a review and send it to us on one of our social medias, you'll get $5 off this, your very own Salt of the Street shirt. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Not to mention it'll be helping us out. We would greatly appreciate it. And I would of love course, that. love you forever. would love that if you gave me $20. For sure. Would be nice. And how do you do that? By following us on Instagram, at Salt of the Streets, giving us a like on Facebook, at Salt of the Streets, checking out the weekly blog and everything else that we post on saltofthestreets.com. Yeah, check me out. And check out the YouTube Salt of the Streets channel where we post the pre-show and the full video shows every week. Monday's pre-show along with the podcast and Tuesday's the full video episode. And I think... Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, don't don't forget our own personal social medias. I am at Big Bird Offy on the Twitter and the Instagrams. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And uh, I am looking at my Ecuadorian lawyer in the back. She says we have fulfilled our legal, legal obligations. <laughs> That's all of them. Salt of the <laughs> That's, all of That's them. everything. That's it, baby. <clears throat> Word. I'm gonna so really now like we can talk about the INF. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly what day this happened on, but it was earlier this week. Um, President Trump. There's a vi- there's a couple of videos. I mean, I think he was getting ready to board uh, Air Force One. Air Force One. 
or is it Marine One? I think it was Air Force One. Air Force One. Yeah, and he was getting on. Marine and, One's a helicopter. Yeah, I got a picture of him com- or a video of him coming in and landing at the White House. By the way, from one of my contacts back east, happened to be there. Well, Marine One was coming in and landing. It was pretty cool. Um, but anyways, yeah, he said uh, that the U.S. will be pulling out of the INF, the what did I call it? the intermediate range? Where did it go? Intermediate range nuclear force treaty, which has been essentially in place since 1987. 87. The year I was born. It was a agreement written up during the Cold War, signed by President Ronald Reagan and the Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev. Ooh. And essentially that kind I of... like the mustard on that. The mustard, baby. Yeah. Is, that, is that what you call that? Mm, you know. That was an interesting thing. No, I've, I kind of went back and realized this was a, a treaty signed by the Soviet Union and yes. the U.S. And it's kind of interesting how, like, still applies to Russia, apparently. I mean, the... I didn't really think about that. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. But <clears throat> it, it all makes sense. It essentially focuses... We're not going to go... Well, we might talk about the ins and outs of it a little bit more than that, but... Um, it focuses mostly mostly on ground launch, ground launched cruise missiles from three hundred miles to, f- to thirty five hundred miles mm-hmm. distance is is what is covered in the INF. Yeah. And essentially, it's a it's an arms treaty. It's a it's a way to kind of slow or halt certain aspects of arms races. You know, we've seen various. You know, military treaties like this come and go over you know, the country's existence. You know, there's a there's a bit pretty famous one that was made between Russia and Germany back before World War One finally broke out. And Germany, I don't know if you know the story of that one. That was a pretty interesting one. Mm. But uh, Germany was like, "Yeah, we'll sign this treaty." Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then they just kind of didn't really care about it and just kept it going and kind of helped <laughs> screw over Russia that way. So, President Trump claims, and so does John Bolton. Uh, Actually, John Bolton claimed, like, a long time ago that they should, America should leave the INF because of Iran. Um, But. Oh, yeah. But President Trump says that we're leaving because Russia has already been violating the agreement with a new missile that they have built. Do you have that, the name of that missile written down? I don't have the name of the missile. Um, it doesn't super matter. Yeah. Uh, but it's a new missile that they made that's like ultra fucking megasonic or some shit like that. That I feel like we had um, mentioned that at one point. We did. Uh, we ago. did talk about that. Couldn't tell you what episode, but we did. Yeah, because it was the same. Up. It was during that military exercise that did with like China and all that yeah. stuff, and it was yeah. super sketchy. And so uh, Russia claims that the U.S. violated the INF in 2016 when they put the missile defense system in Poland. And so Russia's like, "Fuck you," because they say that because there's the missile defense system there, you could launch things other than yeah. This is that fucking Hindu stuff. This, yep. Yeah, um, because of. Because you could put other things in there and launch those out of the missile launchers instead of just the the anti you know air missiles or what the fuck ever. Yeah, that's bullshit. So it is. If you ask me, right? Oh, I am. Well, okay. Well, let me (laughs) let me. I have this quote here because this kind of helps tee up like how I 
how I feel about it, right? Okay. So this is from The Guardian. Um, this quote is, but the quote is from President Trump, and it's from when he is boarding Air Force One. Yes, thank you. Um, I've smoked a lot of pots today. Um, <laughs> and so he said, speaking to reporters in Nevada, Trump said, Russia's been... Russia has violated the agreement. They've been violating it for many years, and I don't know why President Obama didn't negotiate or pull out. We're not going to let them violate a nuclear agreement and do weapons, and we're not allowed to. We're the ones that have stayed in the agreement, and we've honored the agreement, but Russia has not, unfortunately, honored the agreement. So we're going to terminate the agreement. We're going to pull out. Asked to clarify, the president said, unless Russia comes to us and China comes to us and they all come to us and they say... Let's all of us get smart and let's none of us develop these weapons. But if Russia's doing it and if China's doing it and we're adhering to the agreement, that's unacceptable. So we have a tremendous amount of money to play with in our military. So <laughs> that sounds when you read like Trump quotes verbatim, you can 1000% worst fucking thing. I've it ever is heard. so bad. So who talks like that? It's horrible. I will. I just want to add on to this, too, because I did find from the BBC that in 2014, President Obama actually did accuse Russia of breaching the INF. And so when he says, well, I don't know why President Obama didn't do anything. Well, well, he did. He did. I don't I don't know what came from it, but he called it out when he saw it. Just another instance of the president lying, either knowingly or just saying shit. And not checking for out, no like, for reason. no reason, you know? Just to try and throw time. stones and then be like, well, I don't know why shit's so bipartisan out here, you know? <laughs> I, or I don't know why it's so partisan. Like, yeah. It's crazy, you know? It doesn't make any sense to me. No. Although, well, anyway, that's later, but... So, part of... I see this partially, right, as mm-hmm. another justification for the current and further expansion of the de- of the defense spending. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the same thing as like when he's talking about the Space Force, you know? It's yeah. just it's just another reason, another way to continue to try and justify spending more and more money on defense. I got a really good idea. Let's let's just keep building and bolstering the military industrial complex. And, that sounds okay, like a great I idea. Have that fucking written here too, right? Is it this along with the Space Force, it just blurs the lines. This especially blurs the lines with, yeah, you know what I'm saying, with the military-industrial complex. Like, I I just don't, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why? <clears throat> the government doesn't build things. Mm-hmm. They no. hire private companies to build things. Yeah. That's, those private companies are what is commonly referred to as the military-industrial complex. Yeah. It's all the Raytheon. It's the same people that he was talking about with the uh, the Saudi issue. With the Khashoggi talking about all these different jobs and these companies are going to be hurt. That's the military industrial complex right. that he's talking about. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, like I said, this is, that's how I kind of felt about, so the Space Force, you know, especially yeah. the Space Force, that it's, it's a branch of the military that you are getting like regular scientists and regular people to have to be involved in. It just expands the military industrial complex. You know, I don't, I'm not a fan. Like, yeah. I'm not a fan. And the more you do that, because these two things tie in together. Certainly ballistic missiles that fly farther, you know, and going to the moon and going to other planets are tied directly together. So, yes, I just the same mechanisms right. work. I'm not, 
This is bullshit, dude. It's like it's this, this, and the stuff last week that we talked about with like Blackstone or fucking whatever. Yeah. You know, like these are. It's so obvious. It is so obvious. And I heard it again. Like it made me really proud. Right. I was listening to the Joe Rogan this week with I think his name is Kyle Kalinsky. Yeah. And so he was talking about. Um, he was talking about the same thing that we were, the guy with the Blackwater and Blackstone and all this yep. stuff, right? And he's like, and no one's reporting on this. Or like, like people are reporting on it, but no one's talking about it. Like this is being reported on because the, I read it in the Washington Post, you know? Like, but no one is talking about it after that. It's being reported and no one gives a shit, you know? And so I'm like, well, that makes me really proud. That yeah. I'm one of the few people that's like, that's trying to tell people about this, you know, that you like, that we're, t- that's what we're doing. You know, so let's go ahead and that's, high that's five reassuring. on that. That Boom. we're telling people the fucking truth. That we are we are doing actual independent media shit. You Dude, know, you're not supposed to make me this happy on the yeah, podcast. Like we're we're doing our job. So I'm, I'm a big <laughs> oh, fan of that's that. That's awesome. And this to me is another one of those things. Like this is this should be so obvious, not just to you because I don't blame you, listeners. Right? I don't blame anybody listening, watching. It's not your fault. But I we are showing you now. We are telling you. These things are tied together. The Space Force, everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, that's kind of rad. You know, it's just a little idea. It's just a little bit of what the fuck ever. You know, we're going to go, we're going to revitalize NASA. You know, that's not what that is. That's not what they're doing. This is what they're doing. I think essentially the the way I could see, you know, because I think we talked about, we talked about Space Force for a little bit. Oh, yeah, we talked about Space Force. We were talking about Space Force for a long time. Not today. I love Space Force conversations. Yeah. But the... I can see, you know, if you drop the INF treaty with, and then don't immediately follow it up with a new treaty that kind of just, for whatever reason. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It does make sense when you think about, like I prefaced in the entry, um, when you look at the way the president sees all of these, you know, decade or two older treaties and, yeah. and agreements and stuff like that. It's been like his mission to go around and change them to match what right. he wants. And then he, he puts his own stamp on it and all that stuff. And that's when we went from NAFTA <clears throat> to the USMCA or something like that. Yeah. And it's so it's possible, right? Bob Corker, actually, he was on with, um, let me see here. Fucking Jake Tapper. Um, and he said that it's possible that President Trump is doing the same thing here that he did with NAFTA. You know, mm-hmm. that he's like, oh, I'm going to pull out. You know, I'm going to leave like and it's whatever to try and bring everyone to the table so that he can like have that conversation. I don't because I think that he's such a douche. I don't want to give him that much credit, you know, but he's a businessman. So it's certainly possible. Like it's possible that that's the way that his mind is thinking. It's he's like, I'm going to give him the cold shoulder and I'm going to stiff arm him. And that's going to make them want to come to the table and, and make an agreement, you know. But I don't know that that necessarily works here if Russia's already violating the agreement or supposedly yeah, don't or care. whatever. They don't give a shit, you know. Yeah. But it just – this is another instance. Not another instance. Let me say that a different way, right? This is not the time to do that. This is not the person to do that with. Because in your posturing of trying to bring Russia to the table, you are turning your back just – 10 more degrees on everybody in the EU, you know? Well, f- fuck you and what you're worried about. 
I'm I'm trying to leverage Russia and to get everything figured out. So in the meantime, you guys just hold on, you know, <laughs> just, and it, just wait. It'll be it should be okay. Yeah. You know, even though we've got 30 minutes. If a missile comes here from somewhere over there, we've got 30 minutes, right? They've got about 10 fucking seconds if you're right next to Russia, you know? So they don't, they don't have the 30 minutes that we have, you know? No. So I don't. Well, maybe. Depending on, depending on about, where you are, but yeah, yeah. I mean. Definitely a lot longer t- right, time period. Right. We've got, there's just more distance to cover, mm-hmm. you know? So we've, we've definitely got more time than somebody who's. And we've talked about this before, but I mean, it's all kind of goes to that when you talk about like the EU, that the NATO relationship that we've had for a reason for a very long time. It's just being shit on. And this is just it to me. It's it's none other than, okay. well, it's this is the thing I'm going to put my stamp on this time. Just, you know, that's right next on it. Just like I do to all my buildings, you know, they're the Trump Towers that are all over the place, the the Trump Mar-a-Lago Resort. He, he he's got to have his name on everything, right? He's he's not a good businessman. As I think we could probably look at uh, that episode where we talked about his family's financial history for proof on that one. Yes, he's a he's a lot better marketer than marketer. Er, yeah, he's very good at marketing. Not Better so market. good yeah. at business, yeah. in my mind. Um, and so that's what I think this essentially is, is him going in, putting his own administrative stamp on it and wanting to do it all himself. And but he does, he goes about it, he goes about it so recklessly. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think is discerning. Well, and to put, to add a little more, just to be fair, right? To add a little bit more credence to that theory of you know maybe he's trying to strong arm Russia to the table he is they are planning on meeting President Trump and Putin mm-hmm. in Paris uh, on November 11th for the centennial of World War one I, I believe Ooh. right I think is is what this article says this is from ABC um, and then they're also talking about meeting in Helsinki again next year okay right? like they're talking about having another summit so mm-hmm. there are events that can can lend credence to that theory that he is trying to negotiate with Russia individually, right? One thing that I didn't understand and we'll have to do more research on, but in what I did last night was not able to figure out is why I understand that this agreement doesn't cover China and doesn't cover Iran, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why that means we have to withdraw from the INF to set up an agreement with them. Like, I don't know why we can't just also set up an agreement with China, with Iran that runs concurrent with the INF that covers the same type of shit that doesn't conflict with it, doesn't do anything, you know, to fuck it up. Like, I don't I don't understand what stops us from doing that. I don't know why that's Mm -hmm. a justification to leave the INF. That's what I'm having a hard time finding out. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand necessarily why he wants to pull out unless he's just you know if you look at it from his marketing standpoint that's one side but in the real world and actual how this is going to play out on the ground and why i mean i don't know i don't necessarily understand it but i can kind of there's some angles of it that i think i can understand and that's with i think (laughs) When you look at Russia's overall behavior over the last decade or so, yeah, it's been extremely aggressive. Super, probably one of, I mean, at least in in the the superpowers game, more than anyone else, probably on the planet. Even if you look at 
well, I don't know if you put us up against the, uh, you know, because our all of our proxy wars and invasion of Iraq and yeah, I don't know how we compare on the aggression scale, but they've been highly aggressive. Most recently, in the interference in the election, that is, and this is this is looking at you and listening to you, right? Unquestioned, no question, no fucking. Doesn't matter what President Trump says. It doesn't matter. There's no question, right? And that's not to say that they tried to meddle in the election, right? That's or they not, did that, right? That's not to say that they that they affected anything because there is no evidence that anything was changed, right? But there is no doubt that the Russians hacked into our election. That they had that ability, they used that capability, and they were in here. They were here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And in my mind, they accomplished their mission to begin with. Absolutely. I do not think they set out. To sway the election one way or the other. No. They wanted to give us something to fight about and to divide us even further. And congratulations, we've all succeeded in allowing them to do that. There is no doubt. I can tell you that with 100% certainty from everything that I know from the uh, corroborated opinion from every intelligence agency in the United States. There is no doubt. That Russia interfered in the 2016 election. Yeah. Every single member of the intelligence agencies, every single leader of the intelligence departments all over the government have all completely agreed with that. This is not a personal opinion. This is not a matter of opinion. And they were all on C-SPAN. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, there's a ton of them on C-SPAN that got up there and said such to the senators. There is no doubt. (sighs) But hey, you know, it's probably hashtag fake news, right? Probably never happened. Yeah. I ran into another dude like that this weekend or really? this week. And I was like, oh, cool. Are we going to have a cool conversation about like geopolitics and stuff? And it uh, within 20 seconds devolved into, you know, conspiracy theory and mm. just utter nonsense garbage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this I can't. Okay. Yeah, man. That's yeah. I, I got to go. Back. I'm busy, <laughs> I I'm busy. here right now. <laughs> oh, because it's so frustrating to listen to. But uh, I was going to make a point here about yes. this. Don't let I me I mean, and you. it's just a, it's an idea of a theory, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially when you, I play a lot of grand strategy games, whether it's board games or computer games or whatever. Yes. And a very legitimate strategy to defeat a, defeat an opponent is to essentially starve them of resources or interfere with them politically using spies and, and, you know, tactics and stuff like that to cripple them from within. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very Russian, like very stereotypical Russian, you know, tactic when you really think about it. And it's just, this is a new modern era where we can see these things happening in real time and we can. You mean hacking is a Russian tactic? Well, or just what America causing, is doing right now. No, Russians in the past have always kind of used this, you know, they've used spies, you know, and uh, what's, what's that? Uh, not counterintelligence. What is, what's the act of what spies do? Espionage. Yeah. There we go. They're very involved in the espionage, spies, assassination. I mean, look at the UK and what happened to... Sergei Skripal? Yeah. I mean, all these different things. They're very, very... AKA the exact same thing as what happened to Jamal Khashoggi, but, you know, 
You know, a fucking America's not talking about that. No. AKA the exact same fucking thing, except there's a video like proof of those motherfuckers going and being around in that neighborhood and doing such shit. But (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation altogether now, but that's a good one. Um, crap. Where was I? Sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. It's right. Espionage, like the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is very, this is a signature, you know, tactic on, you know, coming from Russia. Yeah. Find a way to cripple an enemy from within. And it's been very successful in that, at least in my eyes. Yeah. And I think that's what's kind of at play here, at least on that front. And so I can understand somebody being frustrated enough and dumb enough to start making rash decisions like, Pulling out. Okay, we're going to redo this all over again. I don't like the way we do this. This isn't fair. And, you know, and I mean, he's not wrong about talking about that. Uh, I don't know. Well, when he says it or other people that are kind of supporting the idea of, you know, leaving the INF. The common one I hear is that we don't have that treaty essentially doesn't involve like China's ability to create, you know, like right. new new enemies. And that's why I don't. And I don't buy into that. No. It just doesn't make sense. Because you, why don't, instead of pulling out of the INF, why wouldn't you just turn to China and be like, hey, we need to hammer out a deal here. Right. Period. You or need to us, sign, you need to sign on board. Get on the same yeah, train as everyone let us else. Just tack you onto it at least, you know? Yeah. I know. Because I think I know, some absurd amount of China's missiles would have to be destroyed if they were to sign on to the INF. Like, I think it's so. like an absurd amount. I don't remember what it was, but um, I'll try and find that. But Well, because you think at the time, what was China doing during the Cold War? I mean, they weren't going as nuts as they were now. Right. You know, they've had a, an exponential growth period. They've changed a lot. And yeah. you think maybe there should have been some kind of treaty attempt maybe before this? Right. Before it got too too far? But I don't know. Maybe there was. I don't. I haven't looked into that. That's just a possibility that I'm thinking of now. I don't think that leaving the INF is like that terrible of a thing. But I think leaving it without some type of plan... Or something else to just put right in its place as soon as you withdraw. That, mm-hmm. I think, is a terrible idea. Yeah. You know? No, there's no reason to withdraw until you've got something else figured out. Yeah, we're out. We'll then, figure it out later. But we, we're out right now. Until then, everything is fucking up in the air. You yeah. know, with somebody who, like you said, Russia has been openly aggressive towards the United States, towards the UK, towards other countries, towards fucking... Uh, All the, the Balkan Ukraine. states. Yeah, everything yeah. over there they're fucking with. So, I don't... I don't understand why you would give them the opportunity to take advantage of of that. Yeah, because guess what? I mean, of if no you, rules on, on the world. If plan, you walk like, out of the treaty, they're out of the treaty too. Right. Arms race is now back on again. They and don't it's even open. have. They don't even have language to try and fit to what they're doing. They can just do whatever they want. You yeah. know, at that point, the rules no longer exist. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, because that. I mean, in the in the grand scale of all. You know, superpower geopolitics. There was always an arms race going on. Yes. And in today's world, it's usually driven by the tech industry, you know. And so that kind of drives that. Yeah. And so, I mean, the same kind of thing. I don't know if it was the same thing as back in World War II. But but anyways, that'll be aside. The arms race right now is all through... It's all through the underground CIA, this and that, and then the open world just advancing technology. Right. Whereas if you have an actual open arms race, now you can – the government can directly fund all this stuff 
in the open, and then it's just okay. Let's just start researching new weapons. And yeah, I just I don't understand why you would ever want to increase, open up the arms race again. With uh, it just seems so stupid. I and I can understand the the tactic idea. I can understand where the idea comes from of like backing out and puts pressure on them to come back with a better deal or something like that. But with an arms race, I don't think it works like that. And Russia doesn't give a shit, I don't think. No. You know? And I know, like I said, geopolitically, I think that it's in a time where the president has been continuously like paper cutting our relationships with the EU, you know, yeah. this is not a time to be continually insensitive to them, you know, because that that's like I said, this is exactly what that is. This well, the I found EU that, is, I don't think it's going to see yeah. this as a time where America is looking out for them. You know, it's. Well, I think it's it's been pretty obvious that at least in Trump's language, he has not been first. support in. Right. You know, he does not want to support the EU. He doesn't want to pay for these other countries and he wants to focus solely on America first. And. Hates globalization, hates yeah. anything like that. But unfortunately, dude, I understand that, and I'm not so, you know, I am. I have serious, serious fundamental issues with the EU. I have. I don't think the EU should really exist, but that's kind of a different conversation altogether. That's well, and that's but a whole other jam. But I don't just think coming it. from. I'm just trying to say, like, coming from that thought process, I still think this is a really, really bad idea to be putting. An ally like the EU just be like, like you said, cutting up fucking relationships all the time, continuing to do that. And then to turn around and do this is just like putting salt in those wounds. Right. Because even and if you don't agree with the structure of the EU, they're still, I mean, they're still huge trade partners. They're still, yeah. you know, that's. that's and like I just want to make that point because I feel like a lot of people would, would jump on that train. They would assume that you're somebody that supports the idea of the EU if you, you know, are getting mad at Trump for pulling out. And I just wanted to make sure that even somebody that doesn't even agree with the EU yeah, can no, still look at this. They're allies. Factually, yes, they are an ally. It's not a good idea to be trying to put all this extra pressure on them. Yeah. You know, I, I watched this, uh, the speech from the German Minister of Foreign Affairs at the UN yesterday, and he kind of talked a little bit about it. You know, and because Germany actually kind of was one of the first members, I think, of the EU to actually condemn us as Germans for doing it. Like the idea was was not good. Whereas the UK, I was very surprised to find out they actually were in support of us pulling out. Really? Which I thought was a little interesting. But when you look at their relationship with the EU right now, too, it would kind of make my beg, you know, if you looked at that, yeah, as the. If that is their whole relationship with the EU, like, no, dude, screw you guys. Yeah. We're, we're with them now. I can see that, but it was kind of weird. We're America's girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the way you put that. That was hilarious. But yeah, I don't know what the hell's going to happen about it. I don't. My biggest concern is this is not the TPP. It's not NAFTA. No. This isn't a trade deal. We tried to do this with Iran, and they Iran never came back to you. Exactly, they never came back to the table. You want to flip? You want to roll the dice on the on if this happens? They're going to do the same exact thing. There's not going to be another arms treaty. You know, I mean, the rest of the world will condemn them for it, but 
They don't care. They don't care. They're Russian, bro. That's why they just fucking they're, tried to kill Sergei Skripal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I did not do that. Yeah. No. I didn't do it. That's why they don't care. So, no, it's... I think it's <sighs> yeah. a terrible idea. Stupid. All around. Like I said, I mean, even... I don't know. It, it's yeah. hard. It's hard for me to get over um, even the problems I have with have with it geopolitically. Like I said, it's hard for me to get over the idea that it's just another justification for military spending. I think that's bullshit. Like, yeah. and I'm not. I feel like it's easy for people to get the idea from this show that I'm anti-military and that I'm anti-war, and that's that's not the case. It's definitely that not. is not the case by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, your ties in your family tie to the military very, very deeply. Huge fan. As well as you mine. You know what I'm saying? Shit. I am not a fan of the multi-trillion dollar deficit in the United States. I'm not a fan in continual increase in military spending because I don't think that it's necessary. I'm not a person who says, fuck the military, let's slash it, and then you know we'll just figure it out later. I'm not that guy. But I'm just, I'm not into a continual increase in military spending in a time where everybody's talking about the spending, everybody's talking about the deficit. I don't, that's what I'm not a fan of. And this is just a justification for that, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. that's what you have to do all the time. You're always going to want to spend more, but eventually you have to justify it, you know? And we're at that point where Democrats are loud enough and people are loud enough. And, you know, they were talking about a blue wave where you have to justify the, you know, not only the new tax plan that you just put in, but, you know, now the huge increase in military spending that you just put out. So I, ju- I think that it's bullshit. You know, I just mm. think that it's bullshit. So. And I think I had like a perfect segue to get into voting. Oh, <laughs> I do remember now. And it, the really, really sadder thing is to carry that thought on further. There is not a there is not a political party in power or out of power now there's none of the two major parties want to decrease the deficit no the republicans have proven that after a decade almost a decade of saying hey we're spending too much money we can't be spending money they turned right around and then spent more fucking money both parties are doing nothing but peeing on the deficit right which is it's just like a continual cancer that just grows and grows and grows and grows. And one day is going to be a very serious fucking problem. Well, and the one thing that Republicans try and write on it is they're like, well, look at unemployment. You know what I'm saying? Look at the fucking Dow. Look at all this stuff. Like, look at the economy, right? And that's, that's true. Unemployment is at the lowest it's been in a long time. But wages aren't growing. No. People aren't making more money like they're supposed to be making. So this huge tax cut that you sold as like well we're gonna we're gonna cut it on the corporations right and this is not a slam this is a little bit slam on the idea of like the free market right because i don't think it's a terrible <laughs> idea all the time what the fuck do i say you cannot trust corporations to run themselves in a way that's going to benefit everybody it's not going to work and this is evidence of that that you gave them what they wanted, right? Because that's exactly what President Trump said he was going to do. He's going to come in, he's going to run it like a businessman, he's going to cut it for the businesses. And that's what he did, and they're not reinvesting that money back in their employees. Now, Don, you know I just want to—I want to make sure that you, I, you can still bolster your faith in the market-based system, just as long as you remember that in a 
true free market society, there's this thing called market failure. And it's real and it's happened and we've seen it multiple times. And so this could be a market failure of ideas because it's become corrupt. Yeah. And we need to be able to recognize that this is a market failure that needs to be fixed, needs to be adjusted, and we'll move on from there. It's it's not a knock against the free market necessarily. It doesn't have to be. And that's why like I can say these things because I'm a very free market individual. And I've been re-listening to that Eric Weinstein, um, Dave Rubin. I'm glad was, you didn't yeah, say Jason Stapleton. No. <laughs> no. I haven't even thought about going back to that guy. Sorry, Jason. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, I'm not at all. It's like, a, it's like a hardcore libertarian Shapiro, but from the Midwest. It's terrible. <laughs> it's rough. But anyways, I, I divulge. Um, I digress. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I've been listening to that. And that was actually, he's something, that was something he talked about, about this idea that in a free market society, there's this thing called market failure and it yeah. happens. The free market doesn't always fix everything. Sometimes, a market fails. You know, I, I think I I think you could probably make a case that our healthcare free market system is a completely failed market system. Oh and needs to be rebuilt from the ground up. It's because terrible. It doesn't just doesn't work. And we have a society now that thinks how much it's gonna cost to take an ambulance ride versus just stay at home and hope it gets better. Right. Just hope I don't die. They're thinking about money, and that's not – there's a failed failed uh, market right there. So this could lead to one of those very well. That. I could see that. Anyways. <clears throat> I'm still going to take the W on this one. Oh, I'm for gonna, sure. I'm going to take the W on this one. That was a – yeah, that was a good W. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't like any of this crap. Bottom line. End of the day, not a fan of a withdrawing. So I don't think it's bad to, to. I don't think pulling out of it is a bad idea. But I think no. pulling out without some type of comprehensive idea to go in right behind it—that's what I think is a bad idea. Like I think it would be smart for President Trump to show up, you know, on November 11th with like some type of deal that that John Bolton has been like, hey, like we're working on something and this is kind of the outlines of it, you know, mm-hmm. but. Because old DJT uh, is going to come in with one on the 11th, and <laughs> you guys can hash it out then. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, like play, do something like play a uh, a public or a political public, you know, pressure game. Come yeah. at them with you know an attempt to update a treaty. Hey, we need to sit down and reevaluate this thing. Yeah. Hell, it was written with the Soviet Union. Why don't Why don't we put your name on this thing and we call it the American Russian something or other? You know. It could be a new thing. We can work past this. We can use this as a skeleton and build off it. Be the bigger person. You'll get massive, you know, geopolitical support from all your allies. Anybody that's even semi on our side would, yeah. would back that because it looks good for them too to be in support of that. But it looks bad if you're like, oh no, man, I'm out. We'll talk later. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. There's so many other ways you could do this and still renegotiate a treaty if there's things that you think are wrong with it. It's terrible. But then again, I'm not president. <laughs> so I'm, I'm only going to judge him as much as uh, as that. Because he's just a dumb-dumb. Just a dumb-dumb. <laughs> he's dumb. just a dumb-dumb. Yeah. I don't want to give him too much credit for it because he's just kind of dumb. 
It just he says things without thinking. He think does a, things without thinking. I think it's a possible side effect of all of this shit being handled in house. You know? Yeah. Like there's no too one else, much executive yeah. power. There's no one else coming in to try and help with anything. It's just all everything dealt through with the cabinet. You yeah. know? And just don't. And I mean, at least when Obama was doing these things, he had like he had extensions of the government in the executive branch Eric doing, Holder always doing on these the side, things. Yeah, know? his uh, his I think he called him his wingman. Eric so, Holder always on his team. Yeah, and but I mean, there's ways you could do it without just it being you solo. Yeah, and I still don't agree with the executive should have that much power, anyways. But just to blatantly just be doing it. You got your idiot son-in-law trying to make peace in the Middle East. I don't know. I feel like I would have had like a, a group of experts that I would have preferred to do that than just your dumb son-in-law. Yes. But, you know, that with would be blatant, something that the Congress would probably do, you would think. Yeah, with right? blatant fiscal ties to yeah. the Middle East. Yeah. But that's okay because our Congress doesn't really do anything anymore. Half the time. Yeah. Which is why... We should talk about elections. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. like, I had this perfect segue into fucking voting. I did, and then I pooped all over it myself. And then I found a new one. You started feeling it. That's all right. So, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I get passionate Sometimes here. you just start feeling yourself, and you got to fucking, you know, you got to start moving. Word. Okay. So, so we're going to talk about this general election. Yes. Which, side story. I don't get my mail here. Do you have so, a P.O. box? Mm, well, I get it at my mom's house. Word. <laughs> Just due to the uh, circumstances. So but, she might uh, have your voter paper. She might. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it. But uh, I was—I thought it was funny because I've been paying attention to a lot of the, the, the local people here that are running for, like, state office. And I see their signs all over the place. The, uh, the, place. the mayor of Paulsbo is running for a, a state rep uh, job. But I didn't see her on my ballot. And I went, oh, mom lives like over an hour away. That makes sense. That woman, In a different district. That woman was the first mayor in like a super long time to request that the salary be increased for the mayor. Uh, said, Becky Erickson? Yeah. Yeah. I said, fuck you. I'm not a fan. No. At all. Especially because I work in that. We deal with the local government a lot. Mm-hmm. And show down there. they basically do everything in their power to stop us from doing our job. That's dumb. And it's insane. So I'm definitely not a fan. The hell but, out uh, of here, but I thought that was funny. I don't actually, I'm not vote. So I'm not, I'm going to do my civic duty and I'm going to try to research every one of these people that I think is, is good. But I don't really live in that district. So I'm probably not going to do that. And I'm going to have to update oh, my registration. because that's where your mailing address is. So that's where your mm-hmm. words so you're yeah. still in the sixth district, but not yeah. in. But there's some stuff that's on there, like the local fire thing. It's kind of usually always there. Yeah. Um, mine is for CK, and it should be for NK. But that's an issue that I don't think is. I don't. I can. I can put my two cents into that pretty well. I think because I spent a lot of time in CK, and I know a lot of people in CK. And yeah. plus, it's a fire department, man. They always deserve more money. Come on. In my mind. Yeah, Sorry. my cousin's a firefighter. So no, I like good, to, bro. I like to hook them people. My up. uncle was a fucking was a retired fire chief in Florida. Man, I know a a fire chief. Shout out, yeah. Uncle Jeff. Uh, the is either or no, he's the assistant fire chief. 
um, over on Bainbridge Island? No? He is the fire chief. He's the admin, or he's the interim fire chief, right? I can't remember. Either way, he's all, he's a real, real bigwig up at the Bainbridge Island Fire Department. One of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Yeah. Like super outdoorsy and just adventurous and all this stuff. And he's a firefighter his whole life. Really interesting cat. But we got to hang out with him again sometime soon. But yeah, anyway, so let's, yeah, let's dive into this. Do you have a, uh, an initiative that you wanted to start with? My computer's fucking me over. So oh, no. you go ahead and you pick one to start with. I want to um, talk first off about initiative I-1631, which is the carbon emissions fee measure. Okay. Essentially what we're looking at here is not a tax, not a tax, they say, reminds me of something else, um, on the amount of carbon that a company releases. And they say that they're going after, they're going to specifically target the biggest contributors to the carbon output. Um, in the state and then essentially hit them with a, where's the number? $15 per metric ton of carbon being used starting in 2020. Yes. And then increase the fee by $2 annually to, until the state's greenhouse gas reduction goals are met and use the revenue from the fee to fund various programs and projects mm-hmm. related to the environment. And so you, that's an up or down, yes or no vote. Do you support? Do you not support? Which I don't think. Right. Okay. So let's get this right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think it's a bad idea to be wanting to reduce carbon emissions of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. It's a great idea. I don't think that the idea of taxing those companies works if you don't want to negatively affect the citizens. The right? entire because economy. There is no doubt that were this to pass, it will cost me more money to put gasoline in my Land Rover, which already cost me a fuckload of money. Mm-hmm. Gas is like it's expensive here. Premium is like three sixty or some bullshit like that. It mm-hmm. is fucking ridiculous. I'm not a fan of paying almost four dollars a gallon fucking gasoline. Right? I think that has something else to do with what's on this ballot too. But we'll get to that um, later. It's gonna cost more. To put, like, to heat your house. Yeah. It's going to cost, I mean, if you have, like, a gas stove and shit, I mean. A lot of people have gas. Anybody who produces power from greenhouse gases, Mm -hmm. that's going to go up. So, if your electric company gets their power from greenhouse gases, then your power bill is going to go up. You know, fuck that. I'm fucking 23. I can't afford more money on my bills. I just started paying real bills and not rent. I can't afford that shit. Yeah. That's, Yeah. I was trying to find there was a I think there was a company, but that's in the other thing. Um, yeah, and but also it does like, directly relate. I think we should hit it right after this. And six of the state's top ten carbon emitters would be exempt would be exempt from I sixteen thirty one. Yeah, and so it's not even gonna. So what the fuck? Like you're gonna create more bureaucracy. You're gonna create more publicly funded, you know, boards and more bullshit. This, yes. You're going to start plugging, you know, doing what bureaucrat, you know, bureaucracies do. They throw money at problems and yeah, hope it no, sticks somewhere. That. So that's, this I, is not an area my government needs to be expanded to. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's – this was one that Morgan had brought up to me because we, I was going to kind of see if maybe we can have her in here just to talk about some of these and then 
It's um, not the way to do it. Yeah. And so, um, either way, once we kind of figured out that the timing wasn't going to work out this week and I just asked her, Hey, you know, what are the things that you're wanting us to hit? And I think this was a big one. And I told her just in text message, just remember that if you were to vote no and oppose this kind of, you know, what essentially is a carbon tax, but it's not a tax, um, that doesn't mean that you don't wholeheartedly support the environment and want to want to bring down greenhouse gases and all this stuff. Like just because you vote against this doesn't mean that you're not an environmentalist. No. Period. No, it means that you don't want to pay more for all the shit that you pay for yeah. all the time. That's you know? what that means. Because or, I, or you just don't have enough faith in our government to go about it the way it should be done. Yeah, no. There's There's got to be some type of way to incentivize these companies to invest in, like, clean energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be some type of way to do that. And this is not it. Right. And I think there we've are seen- exemptions. There are exemptions in this for companies that invest in clean energy that they be, they then become exempt from this, but mm-hmm. that's only if that's what they choose to do. Right. Yeah. That's not gonna, that's not gonna work. No. And, you know, we've seen one attempt so far from the government to try to bolster the green, you know, energy field. Mm-hmm. And that was during the Obama administration. I don't know if you remember this, but they essentially, kind of supported one or, you know, a couple very small, you know, green energy companies. They helped subsidize them a lot, gave them a ton of money to get going. And they all went bankrupt anyways, for the most part. And, you know, I could see where the, the thought was good. and the, But I could see that type of situation kind of happening in this situation, you know. Yeah. We start setting all these things. We start to do all these you know, ideas, just throwing these ideas out there and we try them and we spend all this money and then you guys aren't the right ones to be trying to run these things. Well, no, and that's and that's why I'm talking about, that's why I'm not talking about a bureaucracy. I'm talking about finding some way to incent, to incentivize the companies to invest in it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Not because I agree. I don't think that this is the right way for this to be done. That's what I'm saying. There has to be some type of way to convince these companies to want to invest yes. their money in clean energy. Because anybody who's who's fucking with coal and oil, that's going to be gone eventually. At some point, your revenue source will be gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It behooves you to invest in something else other than what you're doing right now. You yes. Know? So make it some type of some type of in Sometimes to, to fucking tax incentive or something, you know, that yeah. they can get in the state or something, which is hard because we don't collect state taxes. You know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah. you're not, state like, I mean, they tax, do, but, yeah. right. So, but I, because there's, because of them being a company, I'm sure there's got to be some type of tax incentive that, that oh, yeah. you can give them I mean, to ta- want to invest small, more company and yeah, more small money. businesses in Washington state pay a ton of taxes. Yeah. Talk to your boss. Right. I guarantee you he has right. stuff to say about that. Yeah. And it would be lovely for somebody, hey, if you guys, you know, at whatever company you do or whatever, I mean, if you guys are bolstering or pushing the, you know, the boundaries of, of green energy, you guys are trying things, you're investing in these new products, you know, because, you know, your bosses are, he's always trying to like. Finding do, weird new shit. Yeah. Better new technology to help things run better, work better, be more efficient. I got know. this lantern from him last year that, like a camping lantern. Mm-hmm. Um now, on the bottom is like a giant flashlight that you can turn on and use it. And then you open it up and you can turn on a, like a regular LED light. Or there's a blue light that is a bug killer. 
or you can have them both on at the same time. And so you just set it up on the table and it attracts the mosquitoes and then kills them. And it comes with a little brush in the handle to brush the bugs off. That is amazing. Cost me like 12 bucks. There it was you like go. Super cheap. He was like, "Oh yeah, no, he like I got it for cost, so you can have it for cost." Like it's this much. He got hookups. What? And then the company yeah. called Nebo. Nebo. But it's the same. Do you remember? Were you there when they had those fucking black and pink flashlights? Like the, got them. Use yeah, them all the time. The same company that makes that. I and figured so, so. I got those. I also got a porch light, a fucking porch light Ooh. that it is the same shit. It has one of those blue lights in it that brings in the bugs. So I don't have no fucking bugs by my door anymore. That's They're so all nice. dead up in that light. I got to get me one of them. super rad. That you sounds should, awesome. You should look at them. I, I'll ask him if I can. I'll ask fucking T-Dog if I can yeah. get the hookup because. No T-Dog. Yeah. Because I that was maybe like twenty five bucks, and it's it's a good ass light. It's yeah. it's better if it sticks off horizontally, right? Because we have a fixture that is like a lantern type of deal, so it sits vertically above our door, so the light is at the top of it, and so yeah. it's like a dome light almost straight That's up. Cool. So I'm sure my neighbors don't love it, but like, <laughs> if it were to stick straight off of your door, that would work better <sighs> to light. Your area. I got you. Because I can see like my stairs and shit, but it would work better if it was angled. Mm-hmm. But it's, I got you. It's a good deal. You know? Yeah. It's a really cool. That fucking, seems really cool. And it's a bright ass light. So it's mm. it's quality. So exactly. Find some program <laughs> that supports, you know, that that uh, that cultivates the green energy industry. Yeah. You know, what tax incentives, incentives are something. something that isn't just a, I hate to say it, man, but you guys aren't just going to raise taxes and then it's all going to be good. It's not how that works. No. And this is already Washington state is like one of the most tax volatile states that there is in the United States. So it's not, yeah. it's not something we can continue on this pathway and expect people like Jeff Bezos to want to like be here. Like I know that like I I didn't necessarily have that same argument during like the head tax thing, you know, mm-hmm. but when it comes to shit like this, like you can't, you cannot just continue to raise taxes over and over and over and over again and expect people to want to continue to come here. No, it doesn't know? work that way. Yeah. And the one part of this that I keep seeing from supporters, but I don't see it anywhere in the text is for whatever reason, like the Olympian wrote on here for their on their official website for the the yes on 1631 that we urge passage of i1631 this investment is expected to create tens of thousands of jobs and help community communities reduce their fossil fuel energy needs i don't see anything in the in the text <clears throat> that that talks about creating tens of thousands of new jobs um so this is part of the argument four that says yeah. holding big polluters accountable to protect our air and water. When big oil companies pollute, they leave the rest of us to pay the price with our health and environment. Initiative 1631 will make a clean energy like wind and solar more affordable and for more people, reducing over 25 million tons of pollution annually and building new clean energy products, creating 41,000 good paying jobs across the state. 41,000. So, how do you anticipate that? I mean, that's my, that's what I'm asking here yeah. is how, I mean, are they offering like the number of 41,000? I mean, maybe just because they're anticipating with, with the money that they're going to get for investing in those projects with the amount they think they're going to get, this is what they think they're going to buy, mm. you know? And so they're projecting 
how many people they're going to need to do that and how many people they'll be able to pay for. I mean, I imagine yeah. there's some type of algorithm, you know, that they plug in, but how accurate it is, I don't, yeah. I agree with you. I'm not Cause sure. Cause that also sounds like that could be, that could be language describing government investment in new companies. All investments are overseen by, this is the third portion of the mm-hmm. argument for public accountability and transparency. All investments are overseen by a public board of experts in science, business, health, and trusted community leaders so that big oil companies and their lobbyists aren't making decisions about our future. Regular audits will ensure we are reducing pollution and expanding clean energy. Okay. Uh, Well, the very, very last part, I don't know how that's really... I don't care if that's effective. I want to... You know, if you're bringing down pollution... I don't really, well, I don't know. Maybe that sounds bad. I don't really care. I want proof that it's it's working financially and that it can one day be weaned off of that, this program. Like, I want this oh, to be a kickstarting not, program. That's not but the idea. Oh, no. no. The idea with this tax is that it will increase over time. Yeah. That's the whole idea is that they're going to bump up the tax. Um, and so you yeah, should, like you should look at two this every year. You should look at this website, right? Um, because they have a part that's, it's a fiscal impact statement. And so mm-hmm. it shows you exactly how much money the state projects to get from the companies over time based per year. Um, I think so, I have that. Well, you should, you should look, cause this is oh, the one yeah, that's yeah, done yeah. by the state. Yeah. You know the fiscal so impact. This is, this is what you should look at. I think because okay. this is the one that's done by the state for the yeah. people in the state. Do you have the numbers? Um, or can you just read it? Because I want to. I bet you. I want to see if it was just pulled from that. Yeah. The summary: Initiative sixteen thirty one imposes a pollution fee on large emitters of greenhouse gases. The fee will raise two billion two hundred ninety five million seven hundred eighty five thousand dollars during the first five fiscal years. The that was verbatim what I got so far. Worse. The so yeah, they must pull it directly off of that. Yeah. The additional utilities and transportation commission regulatory fee will raise nine million six hundred eighty-five thousand and seventy-two dollars during the first five fiscal years. A public oversight board is established to supervise revenue expenditures to reduce carbon pollution, promote clean energy, and address climate impacts to the environment and communities. Twelve state agencies and two higher education institutions are estimated to expend. $27,178,592. The remaining expenditures cannot be estimated until the public board approves investment plans. Local government expenditures are estimated to be $158,623,072. Damn. Yeah, that's the uh, same thing I got. And that is a lot of money. That's how much they... Two, $2.2 billion. Yeah. Is what the state is um, going to be? That's what they're looking at to take in over five years. Yeah, over the first five years. But um, good lord, there's charts in here that goes to oh to 2023. So that's Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that shows you know where the money is is slotted to go and kind of breaks down like the spending and whatnot. That I'm Mm -hmm. sure you would be like that's what this is just. Table three, state expenditures from the state general fund, the cleanup pollution fund, the general, the public service revolving account, and the state toxics control account. So this is what they expect to spend over this amount of time. And you just Googled the Washington State like voter pamphlet? Yep. Washington State voter guide. Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's, 
Because I got a lot of those little charts and stuff, but I think they ballot because I'm using Ballotpedia. I've heard good things about them. Yeah, and I feel like they just take all that information, just kind of make it look like in their own format and everything. And I was hesitant, even if that's the case, I'm hesitant to use anything that's not produced by the state. You know? Exactly. Um, and that's just kind of where I'm at. Especially because that's a especially coming from the state. That is a very, very good-looking tool. It's very not the easy. worst website I've seen come from the state of Washington. Yeah. It is not beautiful. It is not beautiful. I'm not a fan. They I never t- are. Like I said, I'll tell you guys what I told you guys. That I told my wife, this is obviously not where my tax dollars are going. It's this fucking website. So no. that's fine. But it's, Part of me is okay with that, though. I don't right. need that. This but is utilitarian. But it's fast enough you know, for me to be able to use, and it's user-friendly. It's totally legitimate. So Absolutely. This, that's what I would recommend using. And I would assume the same is said, could be said for every state, that the voter pamphlet is available online. I can't it speak to, to that. It has to be, yeah. But I would assume, yeah, that that's just the easiest way to do it. So – um, I don't feel uncomfortable saying I will be voting no on this as I would like to continue to drive my Land Rover for as long as it will stay alive and don't want to pay $4 for gas. So, but what if, uh, what if the government just bought, they got a contract with Tesla and they gave everybody that gets their driver's license a new Tesla? It's still, gonna, <laughs> it's still gonna like all my, you imagine what your power bill would be. Yeah, no, oh my exactly. Gosh. Then I have to charge my Tesla in my house, so the power <laughs> bill is going to fucking, yeah. I bet a cable that long, you're like, reach out to the road or wherever you park your car. Yeah. Like, that cable has to be ridiculously expensive. I would uh, have to park in the garage. Yeah, it's not a yeah. super long court. So, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. So, I believe that I will be voting no on Initiative 1631 in relations to greenhouse gases. And... I will probably be doing the exact same thing as you. And both of us still greatly care about the environment and green energy. Love the environment. Isn't that, isn't that insane? You can actually vote against something that you su- in generally support? Yeah. So that was a good one. So now you want to move on to 1634? 1634 is the... 1634. Oh, yeah. Because this one... This measure would prohibit new or increased local taxes, fees, or assessments on raw or processed foods or beverages with exceptions or ingredients thereof unless effective by January 15, 2018 or generally applicable. So what this means, right, because I thought this was actually kind of interesting, is that the state is not allowed to put taxes on groceries, right? But counties and cities and towns and other designations that are not the state are allowed to. Mm-hmm. Right. For whatever reason. And that's the same way that Seattle was able to put their their sugar tax, their soda tax in. Right. Yeah. Was that they're, you know, they're just the city. So they were able to do that. So this measure would stop anybody in in the state, any anybody besides the state yeah. from being able to put new taxes, new fees on groceries, which I am a fucking fan of. Yeah. So, so, yeah, for sure. Because and I think this is. Because I think when you look at, and I mean, I know we kind of talked about this beforehand, that you don't really care where the donor money comes from. Yeah. On some things, I'm interested. And I and I can fully understand why people like the Coca-Cola company, PepsiCo, uh, Keurig, Dr. Pepper, Those Red Bull. Three. Yeah. Um, and then and of Dr. Course, Pepper are the same company? Yeah, they're, yeah, they are now. I, you know, I learned just a couple of years ago that Dr. Pepper was its own company. Also, uh-huh. the main flavor of Dr. Pepper? Prunes. 
I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I just ruined Dr. Dr. Pepper for millions of people. I love Dr. Pepper. <laughs> me too. It's like, if I'm going to drink a soda, it's a fucking Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. I mean, man, we used to get them DPs all the time. Oh, yeah. Man. Nothing better than like a good fountain Dr. Pepper, you oh. know? Oh, man. One that's but the mixed fountain good? Dr. Pepper is good. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. There's, yeah. Soda was meant to be gotten at a soda fountain. Right. Man, I wish we still had those. The bottle Go is get never, some malts. The bottle is never as good. No, as the uh, the. Oh Jesus! I took a fucking <laughs> picture of myself. But I would like to add on to that. Another, uh, you know, pretty big contributor to this ad uh, or for this initiative to support it was the Washington uh, Washington Food Industry Association. Yes. So then, just soda companies. Right. It's not that, but. They do have a vested interest in it. And that makes sense to me. I yeah. know, because they don't want to rate. Okay. Right. That's, uh, you're adjusting your be, bottom line by whatever percent right. tax they're forcing on now. You have right. to spend that much more money. And I mean, you can argue that a, a corporation like Dr. Pepper and Keurig or Coca Cola, they don't need that much money. They can <laughs> afford yeah. the tax. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they pass at least most of that tax down to the consumer. Right. So I'm so. just going to say in a world where people are trying to be healthier as it is, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of in general and drinking less soda and like kind of trying to get away from processed foods and processed sugars as much, mm-hmm. like soda companies are already struggling to keep people consuming their products all the time, you yeah. know? So I can understand why they wouldn't want increased taxes on them that they will have to pass on to the consumer, which is just going to give people even less reason to be drinking soda, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I would drink a soda if it wasn't a dollar seventy-five because it used to be a dollar, you know? But now it's dollar seventy-five, and I can't be fucking with that. So that's well, – I can and, understand that. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. I don't – And I think in some way – because I hear a lot of these radio commercials about these. Uh, I don't watch TV really, so I don't, I don't know if there's TV commercials too. But they are expending stickers and- an exorbitant amount of money – on advertisement for this thing. Yes. And the narrative in the... Yeah, I'm seeing on this... Again, this is Ballotpedia, so possibly take it with a grain of salt, but I'm seeing a total amount raised like $20 million plus. Just for advertising? In support of the initiative. Oh. Uh, you know, the co- yeah, the committee of yes to affordable groceries, which is they, they're the ones that implemented the initiative and got the signatures. And yeah. they've spent $15.8 million of it. And so they're spending a lot of money on support for this. And I just, I keep hearing this narrative about, you know, a single mom on the radio doesn't want, you know, she can't afford a grocery tax because, but that's not really, I don't think what we're talking about here. I don't know who's actually trying to pass taxes on like food, food other than soda, which I don't agree with, mind you, but I think the narrative that this is, that it's been promoted is isn't exactly factual yeah mind you the possibility is always there yes you know because if you don't have a law forbidding that there's always a possibility it could happen but i don't i haven't heard anything about trying to tax actual groceries and i would the thing that i could think right that goes along with the soda tax idea is that with all these fucking new health initiatives and all this bullshit, right? I could see where they start maybe putting some taxes on processed foods. I can see sodas that. And stuff like that. And while this could be seen, the argument could be made that this is 
a sheltering of those companies, right? Because this is just a protection from any taxes that they might incur in the future. Mm-hmm. That really the the intent of the tax may be to just try and make people make healthier options, make make people make healthier choices. Yeah, it's you the know? same mindset behind like but, a sin tax. But it's the same idea. I can speak from a personal perspective that sometimes when you have a single mom, you eat a lot of processed foods because that's how that's, shit works yeah, out. You know, that's what's affordable. So, so I can understand why that type of viewpoint is being taken for the commercials. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I totally understand it. So, I just don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. I think just that's because, very yeah. interesting. And I can see, I mean, I think you should look at, I think it should play out longer before we try to figure out what's going to happen. Right. Because just because a local government passes a tax law on, uh, you know, groceries, right? I can understand that it's a dangerous game to play, but then again, this entire country is supposed to be a big, you know, experiment. Every state's supposed to be an experiment. That's why we have states' rights. And so when a local government like New York City or Seattle passes something like a soda tax, Mm -hmm. let's sit back and wait and see how that plays out. Are the people going to get so angry that they're going to have to repeal it? Uh, You know, is... Maybe the government might surprise everybody and do something good with the money they raise. Maybe there's a positive outcome that they somebody can cling on to. Or did it just really hurt the economy and kill off an industry? Right. Or I don't know what happened. But I think we should probably take more time to study some of these things going on. I don't agree with a thing like a soda tax. But since it's happening, the, the majority of people in that area decided they wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. If you don't live there... You know, I hate to say it, but like you can always move and don't have to deal with that. That's the beauty of America. But if that but system that's a was to option play to be out, given sometimes you it know. is. But I mean, that's kind of the idea of it. You know, I mean, it's a free society. Societies change and grow all the time. And if you grew up in a place that you don't really like the direction it went, you can go someplace else. Right. I mean, it's and that's know. how it goes sometimes. Yeah, it know? does. Yeah, but uh, you know. Study it. Use it for what it is. You don't have to just trample all over, you know, local people's rights to change and live the way they want. If they choose to be taxed out of existence, that's their problem. I don't want it to be forced on everybody. Right. So I think it should stay local. But that's part of the reason I wanted to try to – I was sitting there last night trying to come up with arguments against my knee-jerk opinion of this to be like, oh, yeah, no, totally. You're not allowed to tax groceries. There's no way I'm going to vote for this. But the I tried argument, to argue against my other side, you yeah. know, the side that I was assuming. Well, so I got one for you. For schism. Um, if you don't have one. I um, I have a couple. I mean, I mean, but like, that's one of the things I was just talking about. That's an argument I think that I would use to, this is supposed to be an experiment. I think it's a bad choice. Right. But if they want to put a soda tax on them, let them, let them do it. The majority of people voted. Let's roll the dice. Let's look at it and see what happens. Well, and I would say, because the argument for the soda tax, right, is that you want people to make healthier choices, right? You want healthier shit, people to do healthier things. When And I and I understand that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are watching this, listening to this, that are like, yeah, I'm fucking sure. In 10 years, we'll see if I'm really saying this right. But I'm going to I am gonna actively try and only feed my kid, like, whole foods, right? Because I, I'm a true believer that... Like all the stomach problems that I have, or at least most of the stomach problems I have, 
are rooted in the excessive amount of processed foods that I ate when I was a kid that destroyed the bacteria in the lining inside my stomach. You know? I would probably agree with and you. And I'm now at a point where I'm taking like excess, not just like regular, like the dosage of fiber that is like on the thing, but like mm-hmm. twice that every day and like two 40 billion live active unit probiotics every day, like at Shit like that, then, like, to try and be comfortable, you yeah, know, trying to, to fix your, your to internal like, system. Yeah. And, and so that's not, that's not me shitting on anybody else or judging anybody else. That's a personal choice that I'm making because of the belief that I have in where I am now, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's like the argument that I can understand behind it. But I also, that's not my fucking decision to as, as many judgments as I have about the way that people raise their children. Mm-hmm. That's not my decision to make. You yeah. know, and I don't agree with it, and I really fucking really don't agree with it, but that's not my decision, you know, mm-hmm. and as long as you're not abusing your child or doing anything that directly endangers it, then there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and that's a perfectly <laughs> logical way to think about it. It's just because it works for you. You have the willpower to do that, right? For one, I mean, you have the means to do that. And that's the way you want to be able to live your life. And you're not going to turn around and, you know, say, screw you, buddy. You shouldn't be drinking that soda. You know, I don't care. I'm, people ought to do what they think, think is best, man. You live your own life. That's what America's all about. You do you as long as you're not hurting me. Go to town, man. Right. I don't care. You live your life any way you want. Free base, you know, methamphetamines. Have fun with that. I don't care. Just don't. Don't be stealing my stuff. And I kind of wrote about that a little bit in my blog post last week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's all kinds of stuff that, like, when, I, when I'm when i driving around with my wife or something, you know, and I just make some fucking bullshit rude comment about somebody just because it's something that came into my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of that shit actually, like, it doesn't actually change my opinion on anybody, you know. No. It's just a thing that I'm fucking saying just because I'm just talking shit, you yeah. know. And if that person were to hear what I said, I would feel horrible, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't really care. That's not – that doesn't actually – that's not really how I feel. It's just a thing that I said because I'm kind of a fucking dick, you know. And <laughs> I have just like a dark like type of sense of comedy, you know. But yeah. Like the only type of the only type of time I would never judge somebody for something like that is if somebody is actively complaining about being overweight and then pounding sodas, you know? Mm. Then shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not gonna, like... That's that know. real... Like, that's the real stereotypical, like, you know, 300-pound person sitting in an office cubicle back in the 90s and just pounding Diet Cokes. I was like, hey, it's Diet Coke, man. And I'm not gonna, like... <laughs> I'm not the guy... I'm not gonna complain about my stomach, like, being fucked up and, like, being bloated if... Like, I had fucking pizza two nights ago. And then, like, I hit the wob with the boys on Friday, you know. And then I ate out again Friday night. And then now I'm here Saturday and I had some fucking McDonald's breakfast, you know. So, I've eaten now four meals in a row. And I'm like, oh, my stomach is so fucked up. Like, why is this happening? Like, like, why do you say processed food fucking four meals in a row? Like, for two days, you know. That's, that's, That's me. Like, but I think that comes with a sense of, like, understanding and fucking being just aware of yourself you know just knowing your audience and understanding like the things going on around you like i got a buddy as common as we'd like it to be yeah you know i got a buddy who's pretty lactose intolerant but he loves ice cream and so every now and again he's like i know what this is gonna do to me 
It's going to be a rough night. Yeah. But this ice cream is going to be so good. Right. So clear my schedule. I'm having a bowl of Rocky Road. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it is what you make your own choices, man. And who the dude obviously knows the consequences. And he wants to do it every now and again. He makes sure it's not inconvenient for anybody. Right. You know, and it's fine. If I eat something super crazy for dinner, like if, dude, spaghetti, right? Spaghetti fucks mm. me up every time. Like I haven't eaten a bowl of spaghetti in like so long because it just blows me out. Just destroys me. And so like if I'm going to do something like that, you know, even pizza or something will like fuck up my stomach. Like I'll do it because it's not as bad as like a bowl of spaghetti, you know? Well, yeah, it's but, it's the mother load, man. You're talking tons of processed carbs yeah. from the pasta or the bread on right. the pizza. And then spaghetti, all the acidity in that tomato sauce. Yeah. Dude, if I go to hard on that, I get hardcore heartburn that night. So if I And do I know some, that, but I do it every now and again. If I do something like that, like then the next day... I'm going to have a kale shake for breakfast, and then I'm going to have, like, a PB&J for lunch, you know? Like, something, like, really easy, like, nice and fucking, like, bland that's still going to give me, like, a little bit of protein, still be delicious because it's a fucking PB&J. It's great, mm. like, you know, but it's going to be on, like, some fucking wheat bread and not, like, some, you know, some white sprouted, bread. Sprouted. Like, sprouted wheat bread. Right. It's going to be I on know now that's bread. the thing you're supposed to eat if you eat re- wheat bread. It's sprouted wheat. What is the difference? Do you know? Uh, Off the okay. top of your head? Carolina's sitting here, and she has told me this a number of times so i'm gonna make sure i'm gonna get judged on this but i think what it is is they're partially germinated or they're sprouted right these actual like seeds and nuts and grains and stuff and then they're essentially made into flour and put into the bread and stuff like that because you're actually getting the nutrients and you know there's all sorts of different nutrients and you know goodness inside of that that you don't get a lot out of it's totally dry. Interesting. They're not activated, right? Because <clears throat> they have not had a chance to sprout, and yeah, they haven't like become a lot. They haven't reanimated yet. Think about a seed that's all dry. You put right, in the ground, right, and then all of a sudden now it's a plant. Yeah, you know something happens. Science, bro. Yeah, that's why. That's why vegans are murderers. Plants are smart. Fucking vegans. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, vegans. No, I'm not. Get your get your life together. But but you understand here how I started coming at this from almost like a libertarian standpoint. Yeah. I was looking at this. I don't know if I want the state to just have a one-size-fits-all, you know, law that prohibits no taxes. I'm always generally in favor of just no taxes. Groceries. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think those would ever really go away anyways, but you never know. And it would. I think it would be much harder if to kind of repeal them. After they got implemented, then just prevent them altogether. But I'm, I'm not a fan of tax on groceries. No, I'm in favor of this. Even I, I I understand the argument of the experiment, you know. Me too. <clears throat> but this is part of the experiment that I'm involved in. So fuck that. Exactly. Especially <laughs> where we live. Yeah, we're safe now from a lot of the Seattle type, you know, crazy progressive, regressive. But those stuff. motherfuckers are coming over here. In quick, fast, in a hurry, so and in droves, and so I could see this happening soon, which is why I too will probably end up supporting this, and I'm gonna have mixed feelings about it. But I'm I'm kind of a I'm a fifty one forty nine on this one. I feel like interesting if I have to, you know, I'm never in favor of a bigger government, you know, big government involvement. Yeah, but at the same time, 
I see what's happening and it's kind of spreading and I don't think it's necessarily good for the foundations of America. So I want to try to stop that kind of thing if I can. Because I don't believe in a sugar tax. Cut it off. Yeah. You grabbing more beer skis? Oh, okay. <laughs> Podcast blow. But, uh, yeah, I don't know uh, if there's anything else really more you wanted to add on to that. And so we have levied our votes for that as well. I think we're both in support for um, to prohibit local taxes on grocery measure. In support of blocking taxes. Indeed. Right? That's what this one is. Yep. But every it is important to remember that if you live in, say, Seattle or a big city that has, you know, sugar tax. I think I might have heard Spokane does too. I can't remember. But they will be exempt. They also have 10,000 so, in their churches. They got to do what? They're one of the people that were on the list of Spotlight. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's right. A, that's an inside joke for those motherfuckers that did watch Spotlight, like we told you to. Such a good movie. Fantastic movie. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that point home is the fact that just because this law is passed, the essentially the laws that are already in place in those places will still be there. They're not yeah. going to repeal. If enacted before January of this year. Okay. There's and that's in the voter pamphlet. Yep. Boom. It's in the voter pamphlet. I can't wait. I'm going to swing by the library tomorrow and see if I can find one. It's quality. Mm-hmm. It's quality. Because, I, yeah, we talked about that. I didn't get one in the mail. <coughs> At least it didn't get to me. And uh, I feel like the library is probably a place that they'll have that because it's, you know, libraries are like this weird arm of the government. Yes. That's so blanketed that in community. Yeah. It's so weird. that A post office, too. Get a lot of stuff at a post office. Yeah, this is true. Lots of information, lots of pamphlets and stuff there. So there might even be one at the. Where post do you office. do your passports? At through the post office. Strange. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. America's weird, dude. <laughs> it's we're a weird place, man. <laughs> I love it. So love the next America. one is I sixteen thirty nine, which we actually talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, on what was it? You said episode thirty four. Yeah. So thirty four. So there's just a couple things that we're going to kind of go over on this because we did go over it in such length before. Yeah. Um, one thing that I saw here, right, because I told you for a second that I may have shifted. I got a little freaked out when I was reading the arguments and stuff like that um, because they're talking about new a new class of felony that's going to be enacted for mm-hmm. this, um, a new class of misdemeanor that's going to be created for this um, that have to do with unsafe storage of a firearm right so i was like whoa 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 right i was like i don't like the idea sounds like a little fourth amendment of alarm going off like i don't like the idea of of being put in jail because i don't have my gun put away properly right and so i was like well i don't fucking know about that and so then i looked into it a little bit deeper because i think that and this is a lesson to everybody to read all of the fucking information not just part of it yes because after I read that and I was all freaked out, I told you, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm in favor of this. Like, I might have fucking changed my mind. About two seconds later, I read a little bit more and was like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> so read front to back because the information is generally displayed in importance. Um, so read front to back in relevance because the important things are going to be next to each other. But if you go to the back first, you're going to miss something. So <laughs> read everything. Um, so And read multiple points of view. Yes. Read both sides um, of the argument. And so the way that this is going to work, right, is that those charges are only if if you have your gun 
stored improperly, right? Which is defined in here as I found like in type term, in some type of locked box or a uh-huh. safe or something like that, or having a gun, like a trigger lock or a gun lock, right? Uh-huh. Those are the, that's the approved ways. That's the safe storage, right? Yep. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to be put away in a safe, but it has to have a gun lock in it if it's going to be out, yep. you know? And the keys can't just be sitting there. It can't be like it's written in, in such a way that's like in a way that any type of reasonable person would assume that someone might go and find it there. You a know? responsible gun owner exactly. should be doing these and things so, anyways. So the felony charge is if someone gets your gun because it's stored unsafely and they murder someone with it. Yes. Right. Then you can be charged with a felony in which you will spend over a year in prison. <clears throat> I think. I think that is. <laughs> I mean, reasonable, right? Far more than reasonable to me because the that misdemeanor, is, yeah, the misdemeanor is if someone steals your gun and it, or not even. I mean, I guess it would be stealing if you, you know, if they yeah. got it without your knowledge, um, and it's not stored properly, and they use it, and someone is injured, or they threaten somebody with it, or they're waving it around, they're they're unsafe with it, then you can be charged with a misdemeanor, mm-hmm. right? Because your gun, right? That's it's not like most say property yeah you know this thing is specifically tied to you this is your gun you are the sole responsible party for its safekeeping throughout your entire life or the entirety of its life right you know unless you report it destroyed then that gun is attached to you forever yeah and it is your sole responsibility to maintain positive control of that weapon at all times which, like you said earlier, should that should be any responsible gun owner's understanding. Yeah. But obviously, and I think we talked about it on the show, people haven't done that. And so now we're at a point, at least on this state level, where that privilege is going to go away and now it's going to be mandated. Or you're going to pay the consequences <laughs> if the worst happens. Right. You can still, <clears throat> you know, call and report your, go- your, your gun lost or stolen and... Um, yeah, I don't remember where that was and at that in was, the so legislation, that's was, but you, that, that's still option. And you're not going to go to jail for that. Right. And that's what I was just going to say, because that was the one confused point that you and I, that I can remember us having from talking about that, mm-hmm. was we were concerned that it might de-incentivize people from calling and reporting their gun stolen if they were if they didn't have it stored safely. Yeah. But it is lined out in here that if you don't have it stored safely, you can still call and just tell the police, listen, I fucked up. Like... I didn't have it stored safely, but someone did steal it. So if they get it, you know, then I don't have anything to do with that. Like mm-hmm. they didn't take it with my knowledge. Someone broke into my house and stole it. Yeah. And you won't be charged with that misdemeanor or felony if someone is to be harmed or murdered. Yeah. Right? So and I think this really goes killed, to, it, it kind of boils down to that level of what we're really, what's getting targeted here is these, it's the, it's fallout from the school shootings. Yes. It's these, Kids that got a hold of like their parents' guns mm-hmm. and then committed these acts and or were able to get guns themselves and shouldn't, you know, yeah, because like, that's what it also increases the waiting period for 10 days for a semi automatic yeah. rifle. Um, which is the same again as you know, as most the of the rules now apply to semi automatic rifles as a pistol, right? The age, um, all that good stuff, yeah, and so yeah, the age and everything like that. Um, and there's like some other classes and shit that you have to take uh, mm-hmm. that I don't think is necessary. Well, yeah, there's a basic firearms thing. training course that'll be required to be up to date within five years of when you purchase said semiotic rifle or pistol. Yeah. So, which I mean, like, again, it just, it's common sense. It seems like it should be common sense. 
And, you know, it's almost one of those you've you've lost your your privileges. Right. And then but then the Second Amendment crowd will say, well, it's not a privilege. It's a right. Well, and one thing it's also 2018. It's not really going to be that simple, guys. One thing that my mom did raise to me after we had talked about this was I guess she had heard a story of a woman who came home and excuse me. I'm so sorry. Her house was being burglarized, and um, she said, like, if she had her gun locked away in a box, then she wouldn't have been able to defend herself, right? And I said to my mom, I said, that doesn't sound so much as an argument against safe storage as an argument for concealed carry, Yeah, right? I'm like, because there's no telling that that woman is going to be able to go and get that gun, even if it's just sitting out somewhere. If they're in that room, she can't go and get it, Mm -hmm. right? That's an argument for having a gun on you or in your car yeah. that you can bring into your house with you if you come into that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see that as necessarily an argument against having it stored safely in your house because if it's stored safely, at least then it can't be used against you. Yeah. You know? And I don't like if think... If they find it before you do... And I like, could be wrong on this, but I do not believe that you are, you're required to have a concealed carry permit to carry within your own house, for one. No, and if, if you can, came home, I could see that right. from that and way. And you but. can open carry in this state. You yeah, can that's carry true. it around with you. You just yeah. can't have it concealed. You can't have your shirt over it. So yeah. that woman could be carrying that pistol around with her everywhere mm-hmm. and chooses not to, yeah. right? So that, like I said, that doesn't seem necessarily so much as an argument against yeah. safe storage. Or different in arguments. favor of, well, if that's her deal, then she should be carrying her gun with her. Mm-hmm. You know, like if that's like her concern, shouldn't be sitting in a room in her house, right? Because yeah. that's like I said, if the, if they happen to be in that room, you're and not gener- going to be able to generally go in there and speaking. Get it. If you bought a pistol legally, you shouldn't have no problem getting a concealed carry permit. No, it just no, takes a little time or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. not much. To the sheriff. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad argument too. So <laughs> that's, that's disingenuous. What I like, that say. doesn't seem legitimate to me, and so that's what I told her. I'm like, mm-hmm. that seems like that woman should be carrying her pistol with her, or have it in her purse or something. You know, mm-hmm. not that it should be able to just be wherever in her house. Like, and I think that's an important point that we should kind of point out is the fact that within the grand <clears throat> debate and conversation around guns and firearms, there is a ton of separate conversations that need to be had not just one it's not just one all-encompassing thing absolutely but but yeah i mean like we said we covered that back in episode 34 i mean unless you want to drive something else home uh that's all i really got because i just wanted to like i said those are the things i remembered us being unclear about you know and they're things that were cleared up for me having read the voter pamphlet so i can't advocate for that highly enough to read your voter pamphlet to actually look through it the information in there is Really well put together. It's very well researched from what I can tell. And it's all super good. So I, I can't recommend that enough. For anybody who received it, don't just throw it away. Like, read it and use it when you're voting, you know. Be a responsible, informed voter. Yes. Don't yes. be an asshole. Yeah. And don't get apathetic. Don't just, you know, oh, who cares? Yeah. Especially on a on a general election midterm where there's initiatives to the people. That is your time to shine in the voting world. Yes. You know, I personally will be abstaining from a number of political votes uh, for one reason or another. Interesting. um, As far as politicians. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, especially when it comes to the initiatives. I mean, these are the laws that will impact your daily life. Yeah. They will. Like we said, the gas cost, gasoline for your car, gas for your home, heating, all that shit. Yeah. And this next one. 
I-940. 940. The Police Training and Criminal Liability in Cases of Deadly Force Measure. This measure would require law enforcement to receive violence de-escalation, mental health, and first aid training and provide first aid, and change standards for use of deadly force, adding a good faith standard and independent investigation. Those were air quotes for air you quotes. podcast listeners. Yes, thank you. Which <laughs> that's, I am, that's the way it is. It's quoted in here. Which I am wholly in favor of. Are you? Um, from what I have, this was the one that I did not be able to do a deep dive on. Mm-hmm. But anything that will help address the like police brutality, I'm in favor of. Okay, you know what I'm saying. It's, but in Washington, it's terrible. Seattle PD has a horrible fucking history with police brutality. I had a stat here. I think I don't know where it went, but I think Washington State is um, up. I think in the top ten. Yeah. Of most uh, police involved uh, killings. It's really bad. Yeah. It is pretty bad. But, but there's always two sides to everything, right? Yeah. There's, there's always two sides to everything. And, and I don't know how this so much changes all this. It puts in a lot of committees and ties in state involvement to, say, police training courses because, you cannot be a at least I mean that's because I was doing it on the federal law enforcement side. because uh, in the Coast Guard, if you become what you call a boarding officer or anything like that, you're actually a federal officer, law enforcement officer. You're not a state or anything like right. that. You actually work for the feds. And uh, I don't know how exactly it works like that on the state level, other than the state usually I would imagine is involved with and just like they do with like the school system. You know, very involved in the curriculum of training and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it should come from the deck level up. But, um, you know, the it was the police. Let me see. Who was it? I'm trying to go back to that. But basically the association of, you know, police chiefs or police officers of Washington State um, came out against it. The opposition. Seattle PD Officers Guild. Surprise there. King County Police Force Guild. Again, Seattle is where? King County? Well, yeah, that's Washington State Troopers. Yeah, exactly. But they're arguing that they already have training in place for these. Obviously not. Well, then I was going to say it's obviously not good enough. No. Right? No. I mean, mean, you can call it a fucking, you know, people all, people that are super conservative or or whatever, you know, can call it virtual virtue signaling all you want. That's not what this is, right? Mm-hmm. Because in, in a world where for whatever fucking reason people are being slaughtered by the police, something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying if you want to call it for fucking race or for whatever, people are being murdered by the fucking police for no reason and something has got to be done, you I know? Mean, we've seen all this so bullshit with many examples of drugs and and turning off their fucking their body cams and shit so they can do something sus and that's Did you bullshit. see that guy? Did you see the one where the dude made him crawl on like a hotel hallway? Yeah. And like his, yep. yeah, and then shot him. Straight, straight and then murdered fucking him. shot him. Yep. Oh. You no, know, yeah. There's two yeah, I no. It, it's There's ridiculous, so many. you know. I don't the I don't one, think that it's a problem and, and in Washington in particular, right? Because mm-hmm. part of this has to do with 940 mandates de-escalation and mental health training and requires yes. first aid at the scene, right? 
common sense because Seems there's like a lot it. of times where they'll shoot somebody and don't fucking do anything about it. They mm-hmm. just let them bleed out, right? Yep. In a time where it doesn't need to be a lethal shooting, it doesn't need it, it's unnecessary, right? If you're not going to use your taser, it doesn't need to be a lethal shooting at the time, mm-hmm. right? So I also think it's important that they add in here more mental health training because in Washington yes. state, mental health is such a fucking problem. It is such a problem in Washington State, especially in Seattle and King County. And with the amount of ignorance that exists just in general about mental health, you know, the people just don't know about it and are freaked out by it and are scared because they're unaware or... Uh, well, it's other or it's other. The people that are not, they're just quote unquote normal freaks people out, you know. And so I don't, no, I, I, I'm Mm -hmm. in favor of this. I think in a time, you know what I'm saying? And I would just keep repeating myself, but, and I would just hope, you know, because I, again, this was another one that I can go both ways on just knowing about, you know, some of the mandated and I don't want to say sensitivity trainings, but like some of the state or, you know, top tier trainings that have been mandated over the last few years and all sorts of different, you know, in the private sector, in the public sector, in the universities and the schools. You don't know if I just hope that the training that becomes required and all this is actually substantial. Yeah. And actually has legs and talks to a real the real problem. And I think that when I try to come down on a yes or no on this one, I'm willing to throw a little bit of money at it and hope that we can at least find a step forward. Yeah. You know, and if it backfires at this point, this is a gamble I'm willing to make. Because like you said, I mean, we keep we see these videos. I mean, they come up all the time about these officer involved killings that just body cam footage comes out and it looks really really sus so check this right but i think before we do this real quick i just want to say that i hope along with that mental health training comes a whole new perspective on an officer's mental health yeah because they deal with the worst of the worst of society on a daily basis yeah and they need more mental health support than anyone else in our society well and i almost they have to i almost think there should be like like service limits or something for police officers right because at a certain point so many people become desensitized to people because of things that they've seen they just don't trust people anymore you know they don't give people the benefit of the doubt that more people more often than not people deserve you know and given that benefit of the doubt they'll act just fine on it you know Mm -hmm. so i I could see. I something. do understand that, but I also at the same time feel similar to how I do about when we talked about the death penalty. You know, mm-hmm. then find a new fucking job. Like if this is not something that you are able to handle, then get the fuck out. You are not somebody that I want police in the community anyway. You know, there's and maybe that's a slim section of the community that's able to do that, but then that means the hiring process needs to be a little more stringent. Mm-hmm. You know, I well, I mean. You hear it all the time as it's almost a stereotype that like that kid that got picked on in high school or whatever got bullied all the time. Like, you know, he grew up and right. he joined the cops and now he's out there kicking asses of the people that used to make fun of him. You hear that story a lot. Right. That's got to be in somewhat. There's got to be a reality in, in at some level. But I, I still think like nobody knows the true reality of a job when they first start. Right. right? The people that know are the, the vets that have been in there for a long time. I've worked with a ton of police, 
police officers throughout my military career. Coast Guard and local police, you know, PDs work together all the time. And so I got to know a lot of, you know, cops like really well. They were some my good friends when I first got in the Coast Guard. And to hear some of the things that they have to deal with on a daily basis is just I don't know how I don't know if any human being is capable of doing that job straight for a long period of time. I just don't know if anybody really is. But I think they are. I think the I think it's evident that they are because there have been people who have. There's been yeah. There's more, some, yeah. more often than not, there are people who are a, a cop as a career and 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 are not a racist. They don't mistreat anybody. They don't abuse anybody. They don't murder anybody. That's per, that's tr- it's it's totally able to happen. Just like there's mm-hmm. people who can serve four tours and come back and nothing happens. You know what I'm saying? John McCain, right? When John McCain died, heard all this different stuff about him, right? And part of it, one of the things that I heard was an audio clip from whenever it was, right? But he's talking about his his service and then his time as a prisoner of war, right? And he says, he got asked like how long it took him to deal with all that, right? And he said, about 20 minutes. said, I was lucky enough that I've never had a single flashback. I've never had a single episode. I've never had anything. I've never had trouble dealing with, you know, whatever. He said, I, I've, I'm lucky enough that I've never had that. Hmm. So it's evident to me that there are possible. people in this world that are capable of handling that. And that's why uh-huh. I'm saying maybe the hiring process needs to be more stringent and they need to look deeper into people's past, right? <clears throat> but and my wife would be so proud of me for saying this, right? But we just had this conversation not that long ago that I truly believe that if there's any type of reincarnation or anything like that, you know, you carry that same purpose with you the whole time. You know, people who are warriors now, people who are who are fucking Navy SEALs, Green Berets, Israeli Special Forces, like real motherfuckers like that and are able to do that and do it effectively and be fine at the end. You've been doing that for thousands of years. That's what you've been doing in every life that you've had. You have been a warrior, you know, and that's what you're doing now. Mm. And I I think that people like that still exist, you know. I think in a time where such broad numbers for that are not as necessary, there are people who were warriors and are shifting into something else. It's got to be. So from a reincarnation standpoint, yeah, that's one thing. But I would probably... I would throw out the possibility that perhaps there's a genetic reason that you carry that forward yes, throughout your ab- your absolutely. family genetics and, and your, your totally culture. Because I mean, you know, I mean, some of the you know the old Viking cultures they still have a a strong you know warrior you know genetic build and mentality sometimes. And 2018 now, a lot of that stuff's kind of changed, but you still see it. Well, yeah, because there are, the there are still people who like who are in the in the military now that are like, oh, I've had active active duty service members in my family since the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Like, I've had people in my family fight in the military since day fucking one, you know? Yeah. And so I would say it's got to be hard to like say that, that still happens. the genetic, you know, tree like that right. continues on on certain branches. Exactly. It's got to be. But I would almost, you know, for a real world possible solution that might help to kind of you know at least help with the mental health side of an active duty police officer is kind of like the military does with a rotation period 
So you can have an active few years, like a two years on, two years yeah. off thing. And there's always like a, a ramp down process and then a ramp up process again. <sighs> Keeps you current and steady with the times. You start to go out more. And, you know, I don't know. But like there should be some some periods of like, okay, well, this next few years, I'm, I'm an office, you know, job. I'm, I'm part of the bureaucracy. I'm working behind the scenes, make sure all the files, blah, 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 doing all that stuff. And then rotating to like an active beat yeah. back into it or something like that. But, and who knows? Maybe they do that. I don't know. I'm not, you know. I'm not a police officer. Right. But I could see that being a possibility to help, at least on the mental health side. So on the note of police killings, right? Mm -hmm. This is a stat from the voter pamphlet. Since 2005, police have killed over 300 Washingtonians, up to a third showing signs of mental illness. Only one officer was charged and acquitted. I would imagine that a great number of criminals are only criminals because they're mentally ill. Yeah. It's got to be a huge portion of it. You know, we'll talk about it probably in the grab bag a little bit, but like that, uh, the male pipe bomber dude. Yeah. Just uh, as of this last week and all that. Sick, dude. Sick. He's just, he's sick. Normal people don't do things like that, you know? You have to be mentally ill to do things like that. And that yeah. runs, I think, pretty steady through a good amount of criminals. There's a got to be a hint of mental illness in there, you know, somewhere. Whether it's, you know, drug-induced or genetic or due to however you got brought up or, you know, whatever circumstances, but it happens. Yeah. And it's, like I said, that's what makes this kind of so complicated for me is I just, the good faith test that they talk about in the text. What what does that really mean? I mean, I don't well, that's want... that's going to be interpreted by the jury, so, you know, I think yeah. that that's why it's Or the written. judge. Um, juries or judge? I think most of this stuff is done by jury okay. when it comes to... The judging's usually more on the sentencing side. Yeah, and yeah. like, uh, yeah, but I, I think most of these type of cases are... I mean, we wouldn't know. Like, it says only one officer's been charged and acquitted mm -hmm. since 2005. So, hmm. you know? Yeah. So over 300 Washingtonians, up to a third showing signs of mental illness. Only one officer was charged and acquitted. And 300 people being killed by police officers. Yeah. You got to tell me that all of those were totally justified. Exactly. I don't know. And so that's where I think that good faith thing yeah. comes in is when, if this does lead to more people being charged, you know, then it gives kind of a loose enough interpretation legally for the, for the juries to be able to yeah. kind of do what they're going to do with it. Yeah. And I, think I would assume. As, I would hope, because I've heard language in here talking about removing some of essentially the, the safeguards from protecting police officers during a shooting situation. Um, and I don't necessarily know if that's really a bad thing to remove some of those kind of legal safeguards. No. <clears throat> I mean, because if it's a life or death situation, if it is a, there's this thing called the, the deadly force triangle, I believe it's called the triangle um, that you learn about. And it's all about, it starts at de-escalation, then builds up to deadly force. Yeah. You know, and that should be, drilled home every single day you know you need to train in environments where you're dealing with that and doing that automatically as a as second nature every single time that you're you know that's the way your mind should work right and i think that for whatever reason that's obviously not happened because we've seen so many situations where they just they jump so many levels up to just pulling the trigger well and police is cops police Police. Are one of the 
the cop shop. The few areas in which I truly see merit in the argument of if you have nothing to hide, then what are you afraid of? Because, I mean, put a fucking body camera on. We pay all your salaries. You know what I'm saying? Well, you work for us, the society. you have nothing to hide, what are you afraid of? Because I understand that cops kind of do, sometimes they skirt some laws and do some shit like, well, I'm not going to charge this guy because I know he has, you know, I know his family history. I know his dad and all the whatever. And like, it's drug history and all that shit. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are doing shit other than that, that you are not able to justify in some type of way that's legitimate, you know, because in something like that, you can, you can tell your commanding officer, listen, I know that by the book, I should have charged this guy, but listen, I've been knowing him for 20 years. I've been knowing his dad for this whole time. I know his family, all this stuff. Like I just, I really am trying to give this kid a better opportunity than being in the system, just like his dad is, you know? If you're not able to make some type of argument for that, then you shouldn't be fucking doing it. Yeah, I mean, you know? that's, that's the kind of the big disconnect that's been, you know, growing you know, farther and farther every single year. <clears throat> you know, the police force was something that we decided to come up with to help protect us from, you know, each other, essentially. Be there people, for safety. You know? yeah. yeah, from bad people. And it's kind of kind of gotten so disconnected on a community level. Like, you should know all the police officers that are on your local police force. Right. As, you know, maybe not all of them or whatever, because it's, there's so many people now, but. They're not a mini military as they've been turned in today, being outfitted no. with old military equipment and fucking Humvees and bullshit like that, riot equipment for everybody, you know, just because they've got to, they've got to use up their budget, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's what happens when you start getting into that, that bureaucratic government. Yeah. game and it's it's that detachment for, on the community level that's it's a crying shame because you know these police officers should know you know they shouldn't just know like the the common criminals and you know they shouldn't know all like the the sus people in the town they should know every you know they should know a lot of people in the town right good good citizens upstanding citizens you know kind of shady dudes that get into trouble sometimes and you know, just on a personal level, you can keep them from possibly doing something really stupid if you have a good relationship with them. There should be police should have their own Dunbar's number. Ooh. It should be like three, four times that, you know, people that you're supposed yeah. to be knowing and being able to like have some type of idea on, you know. But that also goes with like larger police forces, you know. And if she was chilled out, like I would be cooler with having more police, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you'd have the money for it if you cut back on half the equipment that you have, you know, and that's not to say that you shouldn't have that stuff somewhere that if some shit pops off that you shouldn't be able to go and get to it, you know, but I don't think that every single individual police department needs to have all their own military style equipment, you Probably know, not. have that in a, in an armory somewhere, like a regional armory. Yes. That's <laughs> in the middle of everybody that you can go and get and bring out to situation. Cause if it can't yeah. wait two hours, then what the fuck is really going on you know <laughs> then we, no. yeah then it's a seed situation that we're that can wait right and i'm not saying you shouldn't have a little bit of equipment in your in there mm-hmm. you know you should have but you shouldn't have to be able, you shouldn't be able to outfit an entire swat i don't know i guess i can't say well, that to me I'm it's not, it's cop, not even know, but it's not even like what they have but it's oh, it's, it's how it's, they use it and how often it gets used and then the nature of like that kind of authoritarian you know, they're like the authoritarian arm of the government, really, when it when you think about it, because they're out there, they have quotas they have to meet, you know, they have to, 
you know, no, all the fines. And all, yeah, of course, quota. no, no quotas, ridiculous. no quotas. But I mean, it's not a quota. It's just a per, it's a percentage. <laughs> it's just a number that you're yeah. supposed to be at or around. Yeah. To prove that you're quote unquote doing your job, which itself, I'm not blaming them for ha- for having it. It's the it's the fact that you know speeding tickets and all this stuff. This this feeds the government money, so they have a vested, you know, corrupted interest in a more author- authoritarian approach versus a more community approach. Because the community approach doesn't you don't get fines and court fees and all these other things to make money on. You don't you don't have tickets and you know. Do you, what's the, I mean, I'm not going to argue against the DUI fee, but it's like thousands and thousands of dollars that, where's that go to the government? It's a way of funding the government through force. And I, I've never been a fan of that. There's some shit I'm okay with and some shit I'm not cool with. The DUI, mm-hmm. fuck you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's some shit that, and I, I will admit I am personally biased. I have family members that, that have been, that have been taken from us due to drunk driving, right? So I am personally biased because of like the family connections that I have, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> That's I know a pretty guys, logical I know bias, a guy though. who knows a guy who just picked up a second DUI and had to pay some fines and do some classes. You're it, fucking joking, right? Really? You're, well, you're second fucking DUI and you're not doing, you're not doing jail time. I heard this commercial on the radio the other day for one of the local news networks. And you know how they do their, like, tonight at 11. It was a, a special about, uh, apparently in Washington State, that's a huge problem. And they're, huge they were talking here. to somebody that had huge. 11 DUIs. Yep. And is still driving on the road. Yep. They killed somebody and they're still yep. driving on the road. And that's a systemic problem. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and hopefully, but like, like I said, I... By throwing money at this, by putting support on it, hopefully we can find something that actually might work out. You know, maybe this will push that more community approach and kind of get away from the more authoritarian. But I want body cameras on everybody, son. I want Charism. body cameras with microphones on everybody. Pick it up when you leave, when you start your shift, and you turn it back in when you end. And someone watches that shit. Make sure you didn't do nothing sketchy. And it's not a. It's not a violation of a police officer's right to privacy to do that because that it is that is a government job. That is a that is a job where the taxpayers are paying your salary. Public servant, you ain't got no yes. motherfucking privacy. Exactly. That's why that's why politicians should wear NASCAR jackets. Yeah, fuck that, dude. But yeah, that's a uh, that was a good conversation. I'm voting on that, yes Don. on this one. Yeah, I think I am too. No, I think the only one that I'm voting no on is greenhouse gas tax. Oh. Because I'm not yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Not yeah, paying for what, that. What was it? It was, yeah, the local groceries, yeah. 1631, I think, is, yeah. is the one I'm not voting for. Yeah. So. 1631 is the greenhouse emissions. Yep. Yeah. And then there was there was another quick one on there, which I said tied into that, that greenhouse gas it one. It has with the, oil cleanups and stuff, right? Yeah, it's this weird... Um, advisory note number 19. Yes. Sorry about that. Missed that, the fine. name of it. But yeah, it's a nine, non-binding a question. It is. I'm super jelly right now. The legislature expanded without a vote of the people. The oil spill response and administration taxes to crude oil or petroleum products received by pipeline costing $13 million over 10 years for government spending. 
That's what that's what confused me was the supposed cost of this, right? The legislature expanded the oil spill response and administration taxes to crude oil or petroleum products received by pipeline. Mm-hmm. And then is there a chart for a 10-year cost projection on that? Yes. Because I have one that pulled up, and I want to make sure these numbers are exactly the same. And see, and I'm looking... dollars. Yeah. Twelve million three hundred twenty thousand dollars and then the total is thirteen million three hundred and eighty four thousand dollars. And so look at these numbers here. Okay, so this is split up by fiscal year, oil spill administration tax. Yeah. And then an oil spill response tax. Yeah. And then a total, right? And so there is a jump from two thousand eighteen to two thousand nineteen under the oil spill administration tax of $224,000 jumps up to, in 2019, $1.344 million. Jumps up $1.1 million. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at the oil spons, oil spill response tax, it actually drops. Goes down. And then all of a sudden, there's two years where there's none. Gone. And I don't understand what the hell this is here. Because I, all, I, all I see is oil spill administration tax. What is that? What are you administering? What are you? What's the administration cost and I, jump there? Well, I would imagine. <clears throat> I don't know what the jump is, right? Um, and I, I can't without looking into it. I can't defend that. I would imagine that the administration tax is. I mean, you have to like set up the system and and then wait and hope that nothing happens in response yeah. to oil spills. You know, I mean, in in uh, in accordance to oil spills, you just hope that no oil is spilled in that time. Yeah. But so that's the only thing you can project is the administration charge and not the cost to actually the, yeah. clean up the oil spill because you don't know if it's going to be mm-hmm. another Gulf of Mexico, you know, or just a tiny little – some fucking little ship turns yeah. over and the oil spills out of it. Try know? to remind me about this. And I don't – there was another – there's like another uh, – we were talking about it on the radio the other day. The other Another spill. spill. That, or, but it's yeah. been going on for decades. Yeah. And like, this, yeah. Okay. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Maybe. Because I might want to look. I might want to do a dive dive on that one. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know. And yeah. like, they did it without the vote of the people. So obviously no one had any fucking idea that this was happening. But it did Well, anyway. it's because this is this was passed by the legislature. Yeah. And which is, again, that's their job. Right. Because we elected them to so pass we could legislation. Have known. And so for whatever reason, this is. Us, I mean, they're putting it back on us to say, all right, is it, this is what it's going to cost us. Are you guys down with that? And, you know, they're going to be doing this by taxing, tax to crude oil or, oh yeah, that's the new one. Yeah, that's the shit that I got. Um, Tax to crude oil or petroleum products received by pipeline costing that much, you know, $13 million over 10 years. Well, I know that that was one of the big concerns with the pipeline from Canada for right? government spending. Um, no, 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 no. One of the concerns for the pipeline from Canada uh, to Mexico, right? The, yeah, uh, whatever that's going to be called, Keystone. Uh, yeah, is that that is good. The chance of a spill on that is crazy fucking high, huge, because of the amount of pressure that it has to be pumped under. So it's just going to happen rampantly, mm-hmm. you know. And that's like the concern is then. So I can understand why this concern would be directed towards pipelines. Yeah. Because that's that's where a lot of spills come from pipelines more mm-hmm. regularly than ships and stuff like <laughs> that because that's just kind of by fate and chance that it happens. You know, this is by design 
it's going to leak because we've got to push it through with such great force that we yeah. don't have anything that can it's called static static it. head pressure. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like a physics and you know, to move this much water or you know, at least in oil, I mean, it's much more dense than water. It takes a lot more pressure to move that. Much more viscous. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of pressure that you have to put behind that to a keep lot. the entire pipeline pressurized. Yeah. And flowing Ooh. at the speed consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens if decompression? Yeah. Ouch. And that's that's the concern with pipelines like that. Mm-hmm. So I could see why this is being directed towards that. Now I just wonder, like, where are these taxes? So the, are the taxes being are they being taxed on the oil coming through the pipeline? And I'm not sure. And that's kind of what I was so torn about this. I, it's kind of a hard one to track down and get a and get a kind of a measure on. Um, but what's interesting to me was going to how they the Senate vote that broke down and the the House vote that broke down, how the votes came out on that, because um, I thought maybe it would give me a leaning onto like what might be some of their problems if all the Republicans were against it, which was not really the case. Um, it came down to like the Democrats all voted for it as far as in the Senate. And then the majority of Republicans voted for it too, 16, only seven of them voted against. Hmm on the senate level on the on the house level all 50 uh, democrats voted yes and actually uh, 35 republicans voted no and only 12 voted yes Hmm. and so it it flip-flopped between the the house and the senate at least for republicans but it's i'm still i'm i'm trying to find out more about what this is where the tax money comes from and all that and so yeah, I mean, you this can. This is not very descriptive. Yeah, and you can actually. I think there's a. Oh. Yeah, I have the a link to the full text of the Senate bill. Yeah. And so I'll have to try to go through it and see what I can pull out of that to actually give an opinion on it totally. But I don't know. I mean, it seems like a. I don't know where the money's coming from, so I can't really make a a judgment on it yet. I've been trying to track it down, but. Motherfuckers. You know how it is. Month. There's only so much time in the day, man. It's really hard. Uh, but this so, is what we love so to do. That's pretty much all that we can tell you about all these initiatives. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the individuals, that's those are decisions you have to make for yourself, and these are decisions you have to make for yourself also. But that's that's a little more individual research and yeah. shit. That I I don't know what district you're in. I don't know whatever. So you know, there's only so much. I know that I'm voting for fucking Derek Kilmer. Absolutely. That's what I know. So. Yeah, I'm, like I'm going to – can just real quick, we don't have to get too deep into it, but yeah. do you know who you're going to vote for for senator? What are my options? Maria – what are my options? Maria Cantwell and Susan Hutchinson. Um, Hutchinson, yeah. she a doctor? Uh, Hutchinson? Yeah. No, she's a journalist and she was a former journalist and she led the Republican Party for like the last five years. Um yeah, she was on Cairo TV. She was a, a journalist for 25 years at Cairo TV. She very, very interesting woman though. I mean, she was a she's a former chair on the Seattle Symphony. You know, it's very, very philanthropic with the like the arts and the children's hospital. You know, all sorts of different. What's she running on? Standard. This is why I can't vote for her, standard kind of establishment Republican. Ah. You know, 
things. And come on, I haven't seen. I've seen little to none of her campaigning at all. She was whole, she's moderate, like you know, yeah, and she just she just seems like a, an establishment Republican. Be a little and more, it's just, eh. be a little more progressive in the traditional sense of the word, you know, like be have independent thoughts and ideas. Yeah, that would be nice. That sucks, you know. It's that typical. I want to fight for you. Yeah, no, I'll Come have on. to. I'll have to read a little bit about her before I do that. I really just read about the initiatives and stuff before yeah. I. Before I came here, so that's when I mentioned it earlier. That's I will probably be abstaining from that vote because I don't have a strong enough write-in candidate, and I'm not going to put my support behind either one of those two. Yeah, I'm just there's no reason that I, I'm not going to pick. You know which pile of crap smells better on this one? I don't want a standard. You know, throw the old talking points out there. Republican in power. I don't want them in power because they don't do anything other than grow. Spending, just well, like everyone Marie else does. Well, it's the same thing on the other side. She's yeah. just uh, for the Democrats, you know? Yeah. So so I can't I can't wholeheartedly, like, in good conscience support any of those. It's interesting. But that's why you vote in the primaries and you try to elect who you want. Try to primary that bitch. That's right. Pretty sure I voted for Marie Cantwell. I bet you did. Yeah. You st- you're such an establishment Democrat. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny? You don't really. She's not really a big shooter like Patty Murray is. So, no, no, you don't really hear about her quiet. very much. Yeah, but that's probably a good thing so, in my mind. That's pretty much it with that. Do you want to move on to the motherfucking grab bag? Yeah, baby. Okay, cool. Let me bust up this motherfucking grab bag, dude. If I tried to put my grab bag on the phone, I would never be able to find anything. Oh, I just, I just throw so much stuff at this thing. Whenever um, I have like a just I see a semi interesting story, I'm like I'll throw that on there. I might look into that. Oh, and then I go back periodically throughout the week and be like, okay, what do I feel like looking up here? Oh, a lot of my grab bag shit is more personal. It's not like other articles oh, yeah. and stuff that I saw. Um, one of them is earlier this week I was watching Meat Eater TV show, mm-hmm. um, and they were hunting for Cam Haynes. No, not Steve Manella. Steve, yeah. Um, and they were hunting for caribou in Alaska. Ooh. And it was Steve Ranella, Doug Duran, and one other guy. And Doug Duran, excuse me, he has like a family farm, I think, in like Wisconsin. And Is he? A, he's been on Rogan before, right? Yeah, that yeah, That sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Um, and he, so he's been hunting and doing farm shit like his whole life, you know. Um, <laughs> but this was the first time that he'd been up there to hunt caribou. And. After he shot his caribou, he was like, like shaking, like visibly, like his whole body was shaking. Yeah, and I just, adrenaline. And I just thought that was so fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was so fucking interesting. Like he has been in, in an incredibly similar position probably a thousand times before, you know. Yeah. But still, at this point, like, was. You know what I'm saying? Like, visibly. Oh. Like, I thought that was so fucking wild. Such a rush. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Have you ever had those, like, experiences before where, for whatever reason, you just have such an insane adrenaline rush? You may not even notice it, but then all of a sudden you realize you're coming down. And for whatever reason, like, your body just can't stop shaking. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah. It's, I had one of those a couple months ago. <laughs> so weird and i was like wait so weird what? yeah because it was something where like 
something kind of like freaky had just happened. Because mm-hmm. I was driving and somebody did something really fucking stupid. And it's not even like I was in danger, but it was like just to the point, it was far enough in front of me that I could actually see it. I was like, oh, dude, that was nuts. And all of a sudden, I, you know, we get past it. Everything's fine. It just could have been really, really bad. And uh, all of a sudden, like a couple minutes later, I was like, why is my like hand shaking and my leg shaking? It's like, oh, I must have been kind of freaked out by that, I guess. Yeah. I went into that, the old fight or flight mode. So I can understand that. It's yeah. something so thrilling that just you can't. Oh, I, I've been meaning so much, man, because my brother keeps trying to get me to watch it. And, you know, and I just every time he's Steve Rinella's on the pod, um, on Joe Rogan's podcast, yeah. I love those episodes. Oh, Media is a great show. Yeah, man. Fantastic show. Do you listen to the podcast, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you sent me uh, links to it before. Yeah. I just yeah. sometimes, yeah, you and. You and my brother send me a lot of the same links that, um, yeah, like about the Meat Eater podcast or Chad will show me like, he'll like shoot me a show and like, hey, you got to check this episode out on, you know, because it's on Netflix, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, man, I, I'm trying. I'll get there one day. Yeah. It's good. It's good to just watch. He does all kinds of different stuff and he's got like in both the seasons on there, he's got two or three episode arcs of where he's in South America and he's with like different groups of natives doing like just I'm, I might be able to convince shit. somebody like, to yeah, watch that season. Hunting all kinds of native animals and like fucking ate a monkey one time because Whoa. like that's what they did and so they shot this monkey out of a fucking tree and then um and then they burned all the hair off the monkey mm-hmm. and then like cut like at its joints and like tied it up like a pretzel kind of and then just threw it on top of the fire Whoa. and just like let it cook and then like fucking hacked it up and threw it in a stew that they made with like plantains and some other shit. Mm. And yo, okay. It was crazy as I don't fuck know if see. I could eat a monkey, man. Crazy. I don't. And that's Stephen Ronell had a, he had a, like a real, yeah. You know, Cause I can totally understand that. Like, especially for like those people that live there. That's like a thing that they just they that's what they've eaten for thousands, if not yeah. tens of thousands of years. That's what they got. Yeah. And so but it just looks too much like a person yeah. to me. It freaks me out. I don't I don't know if I get down. I could eat all sorts of stuff. It was a weird like deal. I got no problems if I was like in France or something to eat horse. You know, there's I I would eat all sorts of stuff, man. Uh, guinea pig. I have eaten a guinea pig before. That was fantastic. It's a very popular thing. Uh, it's a very traditional thing, not a popular thing. That's so thing. weird. Like, what an obscure thing to eat. Well, think about mm-hmm. it, right? Very small living space. Yeah. Um, it breed, they breed like rabbits. Yeah. They're cheap to feed and, you know, very low maintenance costs, everything. It's a very reliable, low cost, um, very kind of hardy food source. I guess it just wouldn't seem like there's that much meat on a guinea pig. No, there's not. I mean, it's about as much as a rabbit, maybe. Yeah. You know, but guinea pigs get big if you, I mean, if you feed them like you're going to eat them, you know, just like pig. Right. There's wild pig and then there's farm pig. Um, but damn, that was good, man. I'll, I mean, it tastes like a uh, greasy rabbit. We'll say that. It was just really oily because there's a lot of fat on them. But it wasn't bad, man. It was That's good. super interesting. I'll get down on it. Yeah. I'll do it again. 
But yeah, you be you got to be ready though, because yeah, the way <laughs> they they just bring it out on like this big stick and they just been roasting it. It's a you got to go. But there's, it's good uh, though. There's an episode every season on Meteor where he just shows you like different ways to cook. Yeah, you know different types of wild. Game, yeah, I was gonna say because that's part of the it's show. Like, that's really like cool. there's a hunting aspect of it. There's like an adventure aspect. The way that there's he cooks a cooking yeah. lifestyle kind of stuff too. Yeah, right? which is super rad, and I think you would really enjoy about that. Like I know I would too. Yeah, I just gotta get. I just gotta commit. Just watch it while you're doing stuff. You know. Ooh. That's, yeah. That's what I would do. I set up the iPad right here while I'm sitting here all weekend. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's doing a, it. It's a great show. Yes, I want to. I want to. The big one because you've talked about it before. I think was that blueberry bear. Yeah, episode. you talked about that. I think that might have been on the podcast. podcast. That you talked about it, um, but like Joe Rogan's on a couple episodes of the Meat Eater show and stuff like that. So it's it's quality. Oh yeah, so I'm it's, down. It's worth it. I'll get to it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's no, good. I like that shit a lot. Um, I also, I watched something that, okay, no, let me do this. Oh, let me, let me do this. So, you know where I work. I do. Um, I work with a bunch of fucking idiots. And so we have all kinds of weird conversations, right? Yeah. So we had a conversation probably two, three months ago, right? Um, where it all started because case bowls. And a bratwurst for breakfast. Ooh. Right? Okay. Heat up a brat in the morning and had it with whatever, you know? Case Bull's eating all the fucking time. Guy's always at the gym. He's just eating all the time. So, He's an animal. Uh, <clears throat> so. He's, he is stacked, bro. He's got some guns. So the new guy, Spencer, uh, fucking. Guy's always got something to say. So Spencer <laughs> starts talking shit to Case Bull's for having a brat for breakfast, right? Okay. Yeah. And. Um, he's like, it's like a brat isn't a breakfast food, but you know, like a fucking cookie is more of a breakfast food than a bratwurst, right? So we're all like, well, that's bullshit. Like, none of us yeah. agree with you in the cutting area. You're fucking wrong, right? And it's like eating coffee cake for breakfast. Super adamant, you know? And he's like, a no, 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 like cookie, blah, blah, blah. So we start asking people. We just start asking people who come in, you know, or who walk by. Hey. Look. Well, you know, what's more of a breakfast suit, a bratwurst or a cookie? And a lot of people are like, oh, a cookie. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So, so don't get it twisted. I'm not asking you what you would rather eat for breakfast. <laughs> I'm asking you classification wise, what is more of a breakfast food, a bratwurst or yeah. a cookie? On an objective level, please. Exactly. So we got probably 25 fucking people to say that a bratwurst was more of a breakfast food than a cookie. And not one goddamn person to say that a cookie was more of a breakfast food. For real. Guy still won't give in. (laughs) So, Well, because objectively, could be have one thing. But, I mean, you make life choices, bro. So stuff like this happens all the time. People do it all the time. time. Right. Stuff like this happens all the time. Stupid conversations like this. Pancakes are the equivalent of eating a cookie for breakfast. It's got to be. You think so? Like sugar content wise? Yeah. I mean, Probably. cinnamon rolls, like I said, people yeah. eat donuts and stuff for breakfast. So, convers- stupid conversations like this happen all the time. So, mm-hmm. good, stupid conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Thursday, and he stands on the other side of Tyler's table. And so they're always talking. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tyler is that guy that will like feed into anything possible just to really kind of see where it's going to go. And so, they start having a conversation about a win streak, right? Before okay. we move on, what's more of a breakfast or a bratwurst or a cookie? 
Bratwurst. I almost Bratwurst did that the other day. Bratwurst. Thank you. Okay. So <laughs> how about a steaming hot spicy bowl of noodles? Yeah. So there's two more fucky Spencers. So so they start having this conversation about. I take them. I take it they all kind of listen to the cast. Um, Casey more than anybody else. Okay. Though because I'm like you calling out people. Definitely, left and right. if I tell them, hey, I talk shit about all you guys in the podcast this week, then they'll all tune in and see what's up. That's um, funny. I made them, I made most of them subscribe to us on YouTube. So nice. Uh, Good. Because they watch a lot of videos at work. Most of them watch oh, a lot work. of videos at work. So, <clears throat> so him and Tyler start talking about a win streak, right? Mm-hmm. And Tyler's like, they, they play community basketball. So he's like, so we're going to start our win streak tonight. We're going to get our second win and start a win streak. Spencer's like, two wins isn't a win streak. Three wins is a win streak, right? So they argue about it for long enough that Spencer says, he really says, and I love this. All right, let's open it up to the kangaroo court. (laughs) So so he turns around and he says, Saddam, it's like win streak, two wins or three, right? And I said, so off the top, this is how I think about it. Beer pong, you hit two shots, you're heating up. Mm -hmm. You hit three, you're on fire. You know, so I'm like, so win streak is three. Like, that's how I think about that. So you got three, you're on fire. You know, two is like a... All right, you might be on a streak. <clears throat> it's just back to back. It's yeah. it could be a win streak, but right now you're just back to back. It could still be a fluke, right? Yeah. That's how I thought of it. Yeah. So we ask enough people, and there's enough like, you know, indecision about it. Then I'm like, fuck it, I'm looking it up, right? I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna get the definition because then this is all done, right? Okay, because come on. then I'm a- go team three wins. Okay. So when I looked That's it up, I'm doing. a win streak by definition or wherever the fuck I found it is more than one win. So two wins is technically a win streak. At which point, I'm like, word, I was wrong. Two wins is a win streak. All right. Spencer still continues to try and adamantly argue that, no, fuck that. You guys are wrong. Three wins is a win streak. And I am all for people and, like, their personal opinions. But you may or may not know this about me. I cannot understand. I cannot stand for not the fucking truth. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and for somebody to just hang on to something that isn't true, it like confuses me in a way that truly angers me, Mm -hmm. you know? And like confusion is just not something that I deal with well personally. And so I just like almost got so frustrated and I was definitely able to like step back and be like, this doesn't fucking matter. But <laughs> like when I'm just hearing somebody be like, no, nah, fuck that. You guys are wrong. And I'm like, no, wait, by fucking definition, you are incorrect. And I have already made the choice to reverse my opinion because I now know that I'm wrong. You should do the same. Why are you not doing that? Like, why are you continuing to try and defend a point that we've just all come to the idea is is not correct. Well, it's because it's 2018, and if you want to <clears throat> believe the Earth's flat, you can believe the Earth is flat. And so, so after that, right after, because logic has no meaning anymore. Because again, you may or may not know that those boys love to get me spun up, just yeah. like just like Trenton does, just like fucking everybody I know likes to get me spun up. It is fun. And so, then Drew is like, Drew's like, well, so let me ask you this: Is water wet? Okay, first of all, Drew, you're a fucking idiot, right? And that's that's what I said. And so then, so I said, no. I said, water is not wet. I said, because to be wet means to, like, be moistened by something, right? And so I looked it up, and that is the definition of, like, to, like being wet, you know? 
So then he's he's like, well, what if, what if I'm in the water? Am I wet or am I not wet until I get out of the water? I'm like, no, you're wet because you're in the water. Like, <laughs> you're moistening. Like if you take a piece of paper and you put it in water, like it's gonna dissolve because it's it's become moistened by the water. I'm like, well, when you stay same. in water for like a long time, your hands get pruny, right? Yes. Yes. You're, you're becoming waterlogged. Is that, is so, that how that works? So seems logical. Fucking Tidell, right? He's like, it's like, what about the rain? It's like, like, is the rain wet? And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, it's the same fucking idea as like water, you know? And he's like, well, what about people are like, you know, people say like, it's wet outside. And I was like, it's like, no. It's like, they're, they're referring to the things outside are wet because of the rain. Like, that's what that means, you know? He's like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, like, this is not my opinion. Like, this is the definition. Like, this is, that is how it works. Like, uh. there's no interpretation of this. Like, this is how it is. I'm like, so you're wrong. He's like, well, I'm not wrong because I'm not arguing an opinion. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. And I'm like, okay, well, like, the theory that you're like putting out to me is incorrect by definition. I'm like, this is not my opinion. This is not whatever. This That's what the fuck be, I deal with at work. This needs to be a regular segment. You know, <laughs> Don's work conversation. All the fucking time it's like this. this all the goddamn time. Please take notes. Because right. this is right. awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's like this all the time. <laughs> oh, it it's a very fun place to be. With the three of those dudes that have like Casey and Drew and Tyler that have known each other for so goddamn long. Who have know? all been on the podcast. So, yes. So it's yeah, there's just nothing to be done about it. So <laughs> What do you what do you got for your grab bag? Uh well, I thought we should uh maybe give just a little tiny update on the Jamal Khashoggi thing since we talked about oh, it last yeah. time. Just, just to all this stuff for myself. There's some there's just a couple little things that like I had thought were interesting that had come up. Uh, the fact that the uh, new CIA di- uh, director Gene Haspel uh, was in Turkey Turkey earlier this week to supposedly review evidence. So I guess she actually heard the supposed audio recordings that allegedly depicted really? the murder. Yeah. And then really? she came back and briefed the president, Shit. I think, on Thursday. And so we, I don't, I didn't really hear much more than that. But I just, you know, because we had talked about it just like they last week. They had a body week. double. Yeah. I heard that. They went the body double. You've seen the videos. and I have not seen the video of the body double, but I've heard that. Uh, check out uh, last week, or I think it was last week or week before, maybe. But on, on the Philip DeFranco show, there's a really, really good s- segment on. Or he almost dedicates the entire show to it, I think, and really is like, okay, this is what you need to know about this. Yeah, do not buy into this conspiracy. But these are what we know so far. Really, really good resource. That's wild. He's been doing some real work lately. Uh, he did a an amazing episode on because uh, he started doing more shows it's like expanding out right, the base right. and all this and so he does these morning shows now they did it this week it was uh i think tuesday wednesday and thursday maybe or monday wednesday friday i don't remember but three videos and they're just shorter less than 10 minutes about about one specific topic and yeah. he did one on prescription medications in, in america Oh, dude, it's less than six minutes long, but the information that you walk away with is mind-numbing. Yeah, he mind-blowing. He not makes numbing, great content. Yeah, Franco, and he's just—I'm a very avid watcher and follower right. and all this. So he is 
trying to make some big things kind of in the the realm of news and, and you know actual factual news he's trying to like kind of broaden the new fronts at least as far as on the the kind of alternative media side of it so he's a kind of a I like to watch him a lot because a lot of really good, well-researched content. <laughs> Dude, that freaked me out. Oh, that was the oh, show dog tale. Pretty. Oh, <laughs> that was nuts. So fucking funny. <sighs> that was almost more terrifying than the giant. Uh, remember that time she was just sleeping right there and then boom, oh, out of yeah. nowhere. Oh, but yeah, oh, pretty. That was one thing I wanted to bring up. That's so fucking funny. Highly recommend those those the little deep dive videos he's doing. Yeah, he does good shit. I like yeah. Philip DeFranco. Mm. What else here? I got all sorts of bad mamma jammas. Well, I'll pick a couple more. The uh, the pipe bomber. Yes, that's this whole thing that's been going on this week. Yeah, started kind of. It was like last weekend Is when everything fourteen different bombs. I've heard numbers ranging from ten to fifteen. Yeah, and I can't quite follow it, <clears throat> but you know some of the people that. Uh, what day? What day did this actually happen? This was like last weekend, right? That things so, kind yeah. of happened, but somebody and throughout the week, more and more people got them. Yeah, and so somebody uh, sent out a bunch of pipe bombs in the mail. So we're not going to share this dude's name either, right? No, okay. definitely not. And that's one of the points I wanted to hit home. Yeah, um, but anyways, he sent them all out to <laughs> some of the names that I've gotten are Robert De Niro, uh, President Obama's office, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton. Former CIA director John Brennan, uh, who was sent to the CNN offices for some reason. Their mail room. A couple were sent to CNN. Yeah. And so they their whole office was evacuated George Soros. and all stuff. Yeah. George Soros, the One former house. AG Eric Holder. Yeah. You know, the Obama's wingman. And they were, some of them were hand delivered. Yeah. Um, like, the one to Soros was hand delivered there and put in his mailbox. And then the guy left. And it's just that they checked, you know. Now, first of all, how do you know where George Soros lives? I thought that was like a closely guarded secret. Who knows, dude? That's people, crazy. People do weird shit. Brian Quinn has talked about that on Tell Him Steve Dave before that yeah. people, he'll occasionally get letters from fans to his house. Oh, yeah. That somehow they have found his his home address and sent him mail, you know. And he said said he just takes it straight to the police officers. He's like, yeah. I don't open it. I don't do nothing. He said, and he, he said it on the podcast. He said, just so you guys know. So I don't open it. I don't read it. I don't own anything. He said, they are taken directly to the police. And that is that. He's like, yeah. that, like that's it. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel DeFranco's had a couple of those incidents happen where like somebody actually showed like, up at their house, house or broke into their house. And, yeah. While he wasn't there. Yeah. And I, I mean... There's a couple of YouTube people that that's happened to, and I've heard some pretty terrifying stories, man. Like hardcore people trying to, yeah, yeah, scary stuff. Yeah. That's why we're gonna have a studio one day that's not in one of our houses. Definitely sooner rather than later. Yeah, right. <laughs> As the following grows, the yeah. uh, more distant we have to get, right? Um, but yeah, that that's one thing that really pissed me off about this whole thing because we found out who it was, um, you know. Rather recently. Yeah. And Just like yesterday, I think. Yeah. But lo and behold, all the major media outlets, including Washington Post, have his his face and his name plastered all over the place. Immediately. Immediately. All the, the politically divisive 
pictures and things, which the FBI covered up on purpose at the scene, are all being shared. Yeah. And it's all just, it is so irresponsible. And it is a failure, I think, to journalistic integrity on a level that's just, it's starting to get sick, is what it is. And And I believe that it's being theorized at this point that this is kind of an opposite of the uh, congressional baseball shooting last year. Uh, that this is somebody who's like kind of a radical Trump supporter that's doing this type of shit, whereas the congressional yeah. baseball shooting was a radical Bernie Sanders supporter who did that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's what's being theorized, because all of the people who receive the bombs are either people who are mm-hmm. Democrat, I mean, senators or, you know, used to work in the administration or Obama or yeah. George Soros, you know, people who donate heavily to Democrats or left-leaning whatever. Yeah. So. And they're kind of personal adversaries to to president, to president trump. trump people yeah. that he has actively talked about or talked shit about yeah it's like maxine waters was yeah. one of them you know uh, debbie wasserman schultz yeah uh, i think she got one of the returned packages her, because her, her address was used as the return was address. used as the return address yeah. isn't that fucking crazy yeah and for those who don't know debbie wasserman schultz used to be the head of the dnc but then some of her emails got leaked that showed that she favored Hillary Clinton heavily and fucked over Bernie Sanders. Hard. And so she is not obviously involved in the DNC yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah, she she was in it. She was like at the top spot for a very short period, I think. Yes. Yeah, Whoops. not long before Hillary came around to like be the candidate. Yeah. She was, yeah, was fucked. But, I mean, the 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 idea that the, the major... Media outlets are, are showing his his name and face still. It's no good. Disgust me. You know, I was very happy to hear like somebody like Ben Shapiro has he's been on board with this. I think since I just a couple Vegas. months ago. Yeah, like not. He, but he did get on board. He did. He did. Right, and then started talking shit about people who didn't. Right, like hey, immediately afterwards, and Philip DeFranco called him out on his show one time and said, "Hey." Hold the fuck up, Ben Shapiro, because you just started doing this and now you're already talking shit. Like, yeah, I get that. Ben Shapiro's a douche. I mean, he is. <laughs> I'm not going to defend him, but I am going to defend him. But at him. least he doesn't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'll take the W on that one for whatever whatever the, <laughs> whatever the motives are. Yeah. I'll take the W in that, anymore. that yeah. culture war battle. That's, <laughs> I've broken down all this into this is all a grand strategy game. That's it's polit or it's a it's a culture war, you know, yeah. and there's all these moves going on and like social movements and all this. Yeah, it's far too interesting and terrifying yeah. at the same time. But uh, with that. The conspiracy crowd also showed up on this one oh, real sure. quick. What do you do? You have any conspiracy theories from down there? Uh, allegedly, uh, a false flag operation to uh, bolster support for uh, Democrats. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one I've heard. Which is because now they're insane. being targeted and they're yeah. fucking victims. Yep, yep. And look, look what the administration doesn't want. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other one has been like, uh, and I don't know. You could talk about heated rhetoric for one, and that's more of a conversation than a conspiracy theory, but people putting all the blame on the president for yeah. heated rhetoric. Trump I'm going to do with this. I mean, he's, yeah, the dude didn't do it 
because of Trump. The dude did it because he's mentally ill. Right. The same That's way, what happened. Same way the congressional baseball shooter did not shoot Steve Scalise because of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. It's not Bernie Sanders' fault that that guy did that. No. Okay. Just it's, like it's not. We talked about this when that happened too. Whatever fucking book that was that made the guy shoot John Lennon. Like, oh, yeah. Whatever it was. Uh, to ke- uh, catch her in the rye? Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason? Yes. I don't understand that whatsoever. No one does. Are we? <sighs> Don't yeah. make no fucking sense. No. Nah. And then, yeah, what was the one with Jodie Foster that made that was dude, it? That was that's, that's the, the one, same right? Shit. Okay. Yeah, that he, he okay. was supposed to be with Jodie Foster. Yeah, too. yeah, super weird. But it's you know it's just sad now how often conspiracy theories just pop into existence and people just are on board now. Yeah, there's a group of people now large enough that they just there's new conspiracy theories all the time. And it's like it's, that conversation I had with that dude last week. It's everywhere, man. People think crazy shit. Yeah. I don't know what's behind that. If it's just, you know, are they just fed up with all society and just convinced this is all just bull crap? Just they don't and trust they just, anybody. Yeah. And they're just so untrustful of everybody. They just assume go, the opposite of everything. I know. You're so pretty. Chloe, come on. You can sit down if you want. Oh, as long as you're not making noise. Just don't make noise, girlfriend. Yeah, I can totally sit down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's we'll just the one mind. angle I wanted to we'll drill home mind. on that one. Not even so much because I mean we're still gonna the whole situation is still gonna develop and then there'll be the the trial. I'm sure we'll know. Oh, we're gonna all find about out it. about his family and oh, about yeah. his whatever. There's gonna be a podcast about him and. I told you I did. I was listening to that podcast about the Vegas shooter, and it did end up being absolute bullshit. Yeah. So, like, the first three episodes were good with a lot of information, and then after that, it's all fucking all speculation, bullshit, speculation. And wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, wasn't a fan. And why do why does that exist, man? It drives me nuts. But yeah, so that's a real. And then again, this morning, I think we mentioned it in the pre-show, perhaps, maybe not. But there was a first thing this morning. There was a shooting, um, a mass shooting at a Jewish synagogue in Squirrel Hill, which is just outside of Pittsburgh. And the latest number I got from the Washington Post was eleven killed, six wounded. Okay, but and it's still. I mean, I've heard numbers all morning, and so right, I don't want from four to eleven yeah. is the highest I've heard. So, so the only thing I feel comfortable with is reporting that it happened. Right, and we'll you know there'll Probably be an investigation and all that good stuff. Yeah, so we may touch on that next week. Um, I don't know. What else do I got? I got that uh, legalization of cannabis in Canada. Good old Canadian. Oh, and so I think, did we talk about that pre-show? Or was that pre-pre-show? Canada? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. but So I just don't want to re-hit it if we already hit it. But whatever. It's fine. So just this last week, Canada legalized um recreational cannabis i think you know countrywide nationwide and by the end of the week there were all the the standard shortages and all this good stuff there's a lot of hoopla but the biggest thing that i found most interesting about this was what happened uh what the south koreans decided how they were going to handle that right so because the south koreans tweeted on their official twitter that they would essentially that any South Korean national that lives in Canada, it's still committing an illegal act by smoking, possessing, what? trafficking. Yeah. Because if you have residency in Canada but are not a citizen there. Like if you're going 
to school, like on a, you know, like a education a visa, visa or a work visa or anything like that. If you're, yeah, if you're, you could still be prosecuted. And apparently they have a long history of hardcore prosecution of cannabis. Dude, fuck that. And so they're saying that, I mean, it's their citizens. They're technically, you know, it's technically right. You have to not only observe the laws of your nation when you travel, but you have to observe the laws of the, the nation that you're occupying. Yeah. And it is a, it was really, really strange. But that was also something I picked up on Philly D this week. <clears throat> and I went actually to the South Korean Twitter and try to find the, the tweet. And it's, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Let me see if I can, f- I think I screenshotted it earlier this week. Okay. Yeah. It says, uh, so just using like the basic, translate button they have underneath says the available or instruction for legalization of cannabis this is i think coming from the south korean canadian embassy or something like that Um, the available cannabis legalization legislation will be in effect throughout canada from the following even if you are in a cannabis legalization area please be aware that if you are a citizen of of Cannabis smoking. Oh, okay. So if you are, yeah, in a place that... I don't wait. I don't understand that. Canada from the following. Even if you are in a cannabis legalization area, please be aware that if you are a citizen of cannabis smoking, you will be penalized for committing a criminal offense. So that's probably just a mix-up with that Google Translate and trying to translate verbatim. So essentially, they're saying that yeah, any North Korean citizen can be prosecuted back home for what you do abroad, including intaking of drugs. That's crazy. So I thought that was a pretty interesting little side story that went along with the legalization of. The, I think the first, other than probably the Netherlands, probably got to be the first national, at least in the American continent, that legalizes it. Yeah. Because, I mean, we have a lot of states that do. We haven't federally done it yet. Several states. Yeah. I don't know exactly how many. Did you see the video of this man right here? He's a state senator in Utah, and they're talking about legalizing marijuana in Utah. And he went to a store in Nevada and bought some fucking edibles and ate them on camera. And then did a Facebook video the next day and was like, y'all need to chill out about this. Yep. Like, I never did weed before. And then I did weed yesterday. And it was balling. He's like, you get like, don't even worry about it. Like, everybody needs to just calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jim DeBacchus from where? From Utah. From Utah. A Democratic state senator from Utah tried a weed gummy this weekend. It was his first weed gummy. In fact, he claimed it was the first marijuana he had ever ingested. Wow. This is from Esquire. Sorry, I'm reading. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. So that's a good one, man. Because that. I think that's half the problem is people that have ne- they have no, no idea, idea what it is <clears throat> at all. And he they also, just know the propaganda they've been heard. He had a really hard time getting the package open. And so he was like, he said, I don't think we have to worry about our kids getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. He's having to like use his teeth and shit and like pry it open. That's, I don't know oh, if yeah. you've ever fucking edibles from the store are ridiculously hard to get into. Any yeah. weed thing that comes in a bag in a store is hard as fuck to open. It's like you need a knife and a pair of scissors. Yes. It's just terrible. to get at it. But I mean, hey, I'll deal with that all day. If it's if that'll satisfy like child safety concerns, fine. Well, the I would like to do it maybe with some recyclable materials, no plastic. But the edible candies and stuff in Washington are being banned. <gasps> yeah, 
Like you're not going to be able to buy them here anymore because of like concern for like child safety. And if you fucking ask me if your kids are getting into your weed or your edibles, that's your you're an problem. irresponsible that's, parent. Yeah, that you is. You know what I'm saying? Very irresponsible. Yeah. Almost like you should have a weed safe storage law. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or almost sure, like that's you stupid. should get a box or something like so many yeah. fucking rec stores sell. So many stores have like safe boxes you can put your shit in to yeah. store it at home. It's a very good idea. Yeah. You squirrel it away real quick. You know, if you're entertaining dinner guests one night who are not necessarily 100% <laughs> in support, you can uh, just put everything away and it's all good. No, uh, no social pressure coming from that end. Good things weed on all fronts this week. Yeah, pretty much, man. There was a little pushback, I guess, because the the growers, I, I guess, are the ones that kind of run into the biggest problem when you have a big, all of a sudden, legalization. Because the growers can't meet the demand because there's only a select few of them at the time. Yeah, and that's what I was telling you. Is that happened here, too, yeah. when it first started. Is there wasn't enough people to grow weed so that... The shit ran out so quick, and now there's an abundance. You know, it just it takes time, but yeah. now there's enough people who are. Oh yeah, and it keeps the cost low, and you know, as long as everybody's making money, and you know, things aren't outrageously expensive. You know, the way I look at it is kind of like beer in a way. You know, every now and again, I'll go to the store and buy a six pack of beer, and I'll keep <laughs> it in the fridge, and I'll have one every couple of days or something like that. And that's kind of the way I look at that. You know, it's. You can only get it if it's affordable. If it's not affordable, moving on. Don't care. Unless you're dropping uh, ashes on yourself. Dropping joints and ashes out here. (laughs) That's hilarious. But word, that's basically my grab bag, homie. You want to do some... uh, Do you got any pop culture culture. type stuff? Yep. What What do you you got? Um, (laughs) Pop culture. Just one second here. Gather your 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 phone thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah. So pop culture. I watched. I told you about that show last week. The Shop. LeBron James yeah. hosts it. Super good. Got to watch that. Uh, I watched the second episode. Has Drake on it. Do you remember? Do you Do remember? Okay. So um, now that we're on the same page, do you yeah. remember when? <laughs> It was around the time that the Upper Left Boys came on here as a group, mm-hmm. right? And I may or may not have played for you some diss tracks that went back and forth between Drake and Pusha T. I heard about them. Yes. So you should listen to them because they're fucking great. Um, but that was over like some shit that Drake has a kid with like a stripper that Jordan told me that they only met like two times before he found out that she was pregnant. Oh. And, um, so there's all kinds of shit that went down, you know? And so we talked all, like a lot about all that stuff, which was just super interesting, you know? So that was quality as fuck. Did that um, really happen? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. All that stuff really did happen. Go Drizzy. Yeah. And Drake isn't like super out in the media. So I had yeah. I had never heard these stories confirmed, you know, mm-hmm. until this. Uh, <clears throat> did he talk about it on the show? Yep. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. It's really good. Yeah. Worth watching. Interesting as fuck. Yeah. Um, and then we've been watching Sons of Anarchy. You ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Oh, yeah. 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 Sons of Anarchy is... The, it is a perfect male soap opera. 
It is crazy good. It is so good. Yeah. So we've been watching Sons of Anarchy. Um, we're just like, I don't know, maybe eight or so episodes in, but it's fucking great. Dude, it's so good. So, it gets just continually better as you go along. I'm I'm happy to hear that. FX makes surprisingly good TV shows. They do. You know? They do. They do have like, some, some gold in there. Nip Tuck was on FX, and Nip Tuck is, as it you know. Was. Yeah. Wow, Nip Tuck is, I as you know, possibly the greatest television show ever made. Wait, um, so. that wasn't HBO? No. That was FX. FX. Huh? Isn't wow. that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Mind blown. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's some HBO quality on FX. <laughs> yeah. The Shield is on there. I've heard. Um, I'm, okay. I've never seen The Shield. Rescue Me. That's an FX yes. show. That's, yeah. These are all that is FX, FX shows. Dude, Rescue like, Me was so saying. good. All incredible shows made by FX that are just on after I 10 o'clock. That show. Yeah. Awesome. So good. Incredible that they are able to make shows that good of quality on That's a true. standard cable show. That's so Put out quality. Um, yes. So we're watching Sons of Anarchy. And then we also watched a movie yesterday that is called Demon House. Right? Hmm. Have you ever seen the show Ghost Adventures? I don't watch any of those, dude. Oh. I can't deal with Does it freak those. you out super bad? No. Oh. I think they're all walking <laughs> piles of bullshit. Okay. Do you believe in Ghost? Not anymore, no. No? Okay. Straight up. So you Used do? to good. Um, so what about like demons and shit? I mean, I would like to, but no. Okay. So um, I think the idea is fun. The show Ghost Adventures, you probably have seen this dude that hosted. His name is like Zach... Zach Bragg, I think, and he wears like glasses, like big, thick glasses, and he's got black, spiky hair, and he's a real douche, like a real <laughs> douche. Um, and I like that show just because I think those shows are like interesting or whatever. I also think that they're mostly large piles of shit. I, um, I put them right up there with the Bigfoot shows. <clears throat> you know, they're about the same for me. So this dude made a documentary movie, right? Um, that is about he purchased a house in Indiana, mm-hmm. I think, from a family that said that they were being haunted there and that, like, the children were possessed and the mom got possessed. And um, there are two state workers and a medical worker and a mother that claimed to have seen a child walk backwards up a wall in a hospital room. Mm. Like four separate people that swear on their fucking graves that they watched it happen in a room, right? And <clears throat> so, mm. so Homeboy buys this house, right? And <clears throat> does some investigating and does some weird shit. <clears throat> and, excuse me. And then eventually, like towards the end of the movie, he locks himself in there overnight. Like they have, he has his people seal him in the house, like they board up the house with mm-hmm. him inside. And <clears throat> this is really interesting, right? Because the show's been on for fucking ever. Yeah. And at some point in the show, he starts to wear these glasses. Really weird. You know, like <laughs> where do the fucking glasses come from? You just look like a douche, right? It's part of the character. So in this movie, right? He is, he says that, you know, he sees some crazy shit, it goes all fucked up, and then he has, like, really horrible fucked up eye pain, right? Ends up having to go to the hospital. Says that his eyes permanently crossed while he was in that house. 
and now wears these glasses so that he can see normal. Hmm. And so, so these glasses that, like I said, it's not explained in the TV show that because it's just like a thing that he just starts wearing glasses one day, you know. Mm-hmm. And this movie so, said that it took him like three, four years to make. So this is an old movie. Hmm. And so he's saying that, like, the reason he started wearing the glasses X amount of years ago is because he was making this movie and his eyes got fucked up in this house. <sighs> Isn't that weird? That is weird. You know? I mean. That seems like a long con to me, you know? <clears throat> not that he, Not that I'm putting it past him. Yeah, right. But that's like. How long, is those, how long <clears throat> has that show been on? Like, Ghost Adventure Ghost or whatever. Adventures? I don't like, know, he's had a number of shows, I think, right? No, this one dude just the one? has just had the one. Okay. But, I mean, this has been around for a while. But I'm not saying either way, man. I just... All I'm saying is I don't watch those shows. So, maybe there's some weird evidence in there that proves it. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying it was I don't watch those shows. Zach Baggins. That's his name. What? Um, Zach Baggins? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, I've seen that dude. Yeah, so you know this guy, mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying is he's a real douche. And then out of nowhere, one day he starts wearing these motherfucking glasses, and they are these thick, ugly fucking glasses. Hmm. And it's because he says that his eyes got fucked up in this house, man. And now he has to wear them to. So are they going to show it during the movie? Did they? They did not. They did not hmm. show his eyes. No, but they showed him like. He, I mean, because there a lot of it's done like um, through cameras in the house, you know, and so they show him like in the kitchen, like fucking yelling and shit about his eyes and like holding onto his head and like rubbing his eyes and shit, and then he leaves eventually, and yeah, so he said that after that, he, I and I don't remember what the fucking hmm. the you know yeah thing is called that he got but it's you know that's weird it's medicine for crossed fucked up eyes yeah and so yeah he said that his eyes permanently crossed and they gave him double vision man so and i mean because you can cross your eyes and it hurts after a little while right they were just stuck there right ow yeah and he can't see dick no can't see shit but with these glasses they straighten out and i guess he said in the movie that corrective surgery risks permanent blindness I can see that. So yeah. he just wears Eyes the glasses. Eyes got to be real sensitive. Right. So he just wears the glasses. It's on Prime. Okay. So it's totally free. Worth watching again yeah. while I might, you're doing I might roll other, the dice on it. Again, it's worth watching while you're doing other shit because okay. it's not something you have to pay total attention to. But there's also like cops and stuff that get interviewed because they've been called to that house before and like mm. other people that like... <clears throat> they did an exorcism on one girl that just went to the house because there's like it attaches to kids and stuff and it's it's a whole deal. So hmm. I mean a legitimate enough story that the people who like the original family who said that they like got possessed and all that shit um, and their kid walked backwards up the wall, they were making a deal with a movie studio oh. to make a movie on it. So you know, I mean, okay. legitimate enough for a yeah. movie to be able to be made on it, which mm-hmm. could mean that a third of the stuff is true, you know, but mm-hmm. well, I mean, the the haunting or no, the conjuring movies <clears throat> are all kind of based off of real, real people who've done yeah. all that stuff, you know, and yeah. so it's supposed to be based. Those movies are supposed to be based off of like their documents and their footage and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but I, I mean, like, I see, this is the kind of the quandary that i'm in about these the like the ghost 
stuff and the demons and yeah. possessions and stuff like that. I don't want to, I can't like definitively prove that they exist. So I have a hard time jumping <laughs> on board with it. You yes. know, that's kind of my whole so, problem with like religion in general is I have a hard time believing stuff unless I see it right then and there, you know, yes. some kind of proof that's the more paranormal it is, the more kind of I need to believe it as much as I want to. But I will say that <clears throat> those movies, like those kind of religious based, you know, spiritual like demons and yeah. Those movies terrify me the most. So we'll say me, that. So I enjoy them the most and they freak me the hell out. So let me put it to you like this, right? <clears throat> because I largely feel the exact same way. We're mm-hmm. very similar in the way that I kind of, I'll believe it when I see it. You yeah. know, man of science. So let me see the fucking numbers, you know? <laughs> yeah. So when we first moved into the keyboard house, mm-hmm. um, our bathroom would be loaded with flies out of nowhere. Closed window, closed vent, like taped up the vent so nothing could get through it. No other way into the bathroom. Nothing. Where the fuck are these coming from? Mm-hmm. Would have fucking 15 flies in there one day when I went to go in the shower. Would kill them all. Next day, go to the end of the shower. 15 more fucking flies. Weirdest shit I've ever seen in my whole life. Drains. Right? Super weird. Right? Super weird. Yeah. And I don't, you know, thought the same thing. Could I'm be. like, I'm not going to draw it up to whatever. Because Jordan's family has always, has always said that, like, like their grandpa is like still there and like grandma Dodie is there and all this, whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. this, they're like the fifth will, our kid will be the fifth generation to, to go through that house. Right. So they've had lots of history in the house. That That's way, pretty cool. Right. So there's, so there's like Jordan claims, I believe it's Jordan claims to have seen her grandpa one time there. Um, and like people say that they smell like pipe smoke and stuff like that. The other day I smelled tobacco when I went upstairs. I didn't think anything of it. I mentioned it. I said, it smells like fucking tobacco up here. Hmm. But they're like, oh, you know, that's just grandpa. Then also, because up until this particular event that I'm about to tell you, I felt large the same way, right? Jordan's in the bathroom doing what the fuck ever. We're, I think we're going to leave. We're trying to leave somewhere. And so Jordan goes out of the bathroom and I go in there and I'm going pee, standing there, peeing. Only person in there, doors closed, right? And there's a bottle of hand sanitizer, like a to-go one, that's sitting next to the sink, and it starts to rock back and forth. Like, and I sp- swear to God, I'm not. I would not lie to you about. It. Like, I would not lie to you about this. But this is a legitimate event that I experienced. That, like, so the hand sanitizer starts to fucking rock back and forth, right? And I was like, that's fucked up. I'm I don't out. like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I went out and I told Jordan. I said. It's like, I'm not trying to talk about it that much because, like, it's something that makes me uncomfortable. So I'm just, but I'd want to just put it out there. And I was like, like, this just happened to me. And she says, that's weird because I was just in the bathroom and I was feeling anxious. And so I was talking to my grandpa and asking him to just, like, look after me. And she said, said, and the last thing I did before I left the bathroom, put hand sanitizer on. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah, I don't, I ain't. Word. No judgment, man. That so sounds, that's what, that's what that's I'm some saying. freaky stuff. I largely feel the exact same way, and I'm like, that's not fucking real. Like that doesn't exist. That's mm-hmm. bullshit, you know. But I also cannot explain, you know, like that event. Yeah. You know, I can't. There is no explanation that I have for that. You know. So that's yeah. No. Nope. Nope. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't want that to happen. Cause I would 
freak the fuck so out. So when that happened. So I'd be like, oh, great. This yeah. shit's real. And and then occasionally, Yay. like yesterday, um, I heard some shit in the storage room, like our laundry room. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. And I've... Jordan was taking a nap, and I was like, what the fuck was that? You know, because we've had rats in there before, and I killed the rats and all this shit, and that was another really weird thing. But, um, and I went in there, nothing was moved, nothing had fallen, there was nothing in there, you know? And I've, like, asked Jordan to wake up, and I just, like, was like, I just, I'm hearing some shit, and her grandma had texted me earlier and asked us, asked me if we were home because she was hearing stuff downstairs. Um, and so I told Jordan, I was like, I just, like, you know, I'm just, would like you to be awake now, you know? And uh, so I told her what happened. And she said, well, did you, like, tell them to, like, go away, you know? And because that's what she said the last time when this shit happened in the bathroom. She said, if that makes you uncomfortable, then you need to, like, when you're here by yourself, just tell them, like, I'm not mad at you, but this is my house, you know? And that makes me uncomfortable, and you can't be doing shit like that, you know? And that's exactly what I did. The next time I was in the house by myself, I was like, listen, I'm not trying to hate. Like, I know that you lived here first, but I live here now. You know, and I'm not cool with that. Like, that makes me uncomfortable yeah. that you're occupying the same Let's space. Let's all just be cool, with. man. Right. Like, you do you, but don't fuck with me. You know, <laughs> let me do my own shit and you do your own shit. Observe and do whatever, but don't fuck with me. Like, don't, you know, because I agree. Shit makes me uneasy. I don't, I don't like yeah. being confused. I don't like shit that I can't explain. So, yeah. Uh, well, you, you know, know, I'm, you might live in a haunted house, bro. Weird shit goes down. Maybe not every haunted house is bad. Yeah. They're, it's not all a horror movie. And I've never felt unsafe there. You know, it's not anything I yeah. ever felt was malicious, but it certainly is something, like I said, that I can't explain. You know? Word. So. Well, I hate to say this, dude, but I got a homeboy coming over here at five. We got to uh, fire through this thing. Oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> I, did, I didn't realize. Look at the time. I was like, oh, no, we're running good. a little long. I only have a couple of sports things, so we can knock this out real quick. Uh, the trade deadline is on Tuesday. So I'll have more trade stuff next week, probably. Um, the Raiders traded Amari Cooper to the Cowboys for a first round pick, which was wild as fuck. Uh, the Cardinals corner, Pat Peterson said that he wanted to be traded, but they said they're not going to trade him. Odell Beckham is the quickest player to 5,000 yards in the Super Bowl era with in just 54 games. So 5,000 receiving yards, 54 games. Uh, the Giants traded their corner, Eli Apple. He was a first-round pick. They traded him to the Saints for a 2019 fourth-round pick and a 2020 seventh-round pick. Um, the Broncos' backup quarterback, Chad Kelly, was arrested for criminal trespassing. And then, like, two days later, got cut from the team. So I got to look more into that. Mm. Um, I wonder what that story is. <laughs> the Jets signed Rashard Matthews, and the Giants traded D-end Damon Harris. Uh, I'm not going to do my pickums because we'll run out of time. So I'm going to knock out these injuries and then we'll get ready to go. Word. Um, injuries. Bucks linebacker Quan Alexander. He's going to be out for the rest of the year because he tore his ACL. The Pats running back Sony Michelle. He's week to week with a knee injury. Uh, fuck you, Morgan, because both <laughs> Jordan and I tried to trade her for Sony Michelle like two weeks ago and she's like, ah, I don't know. And now she's got an interest in Sony Michelle. So that's oh. what you um, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch was placed on the IR. He yeah. fucked his groin up. I heard about um, that. Yeah. Philly DN, Derek Bennett. Uh, Eric Bennett. My bad. I don't... Why the fuck? Derek? That? Eric? Yeah. Why is that? Michael Bennett. What Michael the fuck? Bennett. Derek Barnett. What the- oh, my God. <laughs> Derek Barnett. He's placed on IR for a shoulder surgery. I was like, that's weird. Like, that is... <laughs> that uh, why is would so I have funny. done that? Uh, and then just... Thursday night, the Texans wide receiver Will Fuller, the fifth, the fifth of his name, is going to miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. 
Ooh. I also tried to trade for him Painful. Wednesday. Tried to make a trade to get him Wednesday and yeah. then Thursday night he tore his ACL. So I'm kind of happy that didn't go through. Um, <clears throat> so that's, I think, all that I have if you don't have anything else. I just wanted to throw it out there that the uh, World Series is going on right now. Yes. I'm not really following it, but there was a cool stat that kind of was made um, the other day. And it was that the, I think it was last night, was the longest World Series game ever. Really? On record. Yeah. It was a, uh, the Dodgers, it was game three. It ended at 3.30 in the morning. Damn. And it was Dodgers Red Sox, which what is was the it? series. The bottom of the 18th inning. Fuck. Seven hours and 20 minutes. Oh, my God. And right now, the Sox are up two games to one. That's horrible. So, and then tonight is at uh, five o'clock. So, here in about a half hour. So, uh, that's game four. My, yeah. That will probably be on at the... Uh, at the gala this evening. The Ducks lost last week to the Kooks. It was unfortunate. Um, and then this week we play fucking Arizona tonight. Um, <clears throat> so, but that's all that I got. Hit the social medias one more time. Fucking Twitter and Instagram for me personally. Salt of the street. And then Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He is Big Bird underscore. Big Bird Afi. No underscores. No just underscores. Big Bird Afi. Instagram and Twitter. Um <laughs> Salt of the Streets on Twitter, saltofthestreets.com, Salt of the Streets on YouTube, um, Salt of the Streets streets on Facebook. Uh, That's it. That's everything. So let's fucking see here. You know what, man? I'm going to have to show up to work and everyone's going to be like, why is there blood all over you? Because I had to slit the guy's throat who causes all the fucking traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Please do.